Circle K is America's thirst stop. And yours. Stay cool this summer with ice-cold favorites like Froster, Polar Pop Cup, iced coffee, and more. When life's go, 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 make us your first stop. Circle K, America's thirst stop. Welcome to the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. I'm Captain Kevin Favor. Thanks, full Scott. House. Yeah, I was about to say, is Shank hosting the show today? Full house this morning. Slogaman, <laughs> Captain Kirk, Chris Wayne bringing it to you. And, good morning. And, and our, our, our good buddy, Brian Dufek with Shimano. He's going to be sitting in with us all day. So looking forward to it. And Brian's fresh and spry oh, off yeah. of the iCast. Mm-hmm. Feeling good, aren't you, Brian? Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> Got all, yeah. all six hours of sleep last night. Oh, oh we, boy. we were just having a conversation. The the iCast, which uh, last year didn't happen, right, because of COVID? Yeah, everything was uh, done virtually. So, um, Which, I mean, it's kind of hard to do something like that virtually because, I mean, a lot of times when you're looking at product, you want to be there in person, see it, uh, touch it. And, oh, yeah. I mean, especially like a fishing rod. You yeah. Know, reel, reels are like, oh, hey, you know, it's that, you know, it's a spinning reel, you know. Right. You always want to touch it and turn the handle, but uh, a rod, you know, Nobody's gonna buy a rod until they hold it in their hand. Yep. Yeah, it was it was uh it was it was cool. I was down there with uh, Hagen Coastal Outfitters, Hagen Ace Hardware, and uh, and it was very cool. And and the one thing I did notice, Brian, that uh, there looked to be some folks that had lots of fun at night because the folks in the morning were kind of looking rough at breakfast. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you notice, you know, the first day at nine a.m. There's lots of people there. Yeah. Second day. About 10.30. Yeah, 10.30 the next yeah. day, 11. They start, dribbling, they start dribbling in, you know. And, and then the next day, it's like, okay, then we'll go by there about 11.30. So it seems like the crowd gets a little later every morning. And uh, and and if people have never been there before, it's at, uh, I believe, the, the Orange County Convention Center. Yep. Which is off of International Drive, which is very close to the theme parks. And there's, I mean, plenty of hotels right you know, close by. And uh, and that was a cool experience. And you know, I've been to the Shot Show before. And, and for people that really don't know what it's about, essentially what it is, it's it's manufacturers trying to meet the buyers, mm-hmm. yes. and and it's trying to take orders for next year. So what the what was happening there this week is the, all these stores, you know, whether it be Cabela's or Bass Pro, and if it's you know they're not making something themselves and they're buying it from a manufacturer. That's where they're buying it at. Mm-hmm. I mean, they go to the shot show to see the product and, and to make the orders. And it's not like it's a place for individuals to go. They can walk in the door and say, yeah, man, I want to buy that. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's not where no. it happens. So, and the crazy thing, I think, the, that I think is an eye-opener a little bit is that uh, while you're in there, I got to see exactly what the costs are on some of this material that uh, when it meets, reaches the consumer – Mm-hmm. You see a different price, right? You know, so you know everybody's got to make money along the way, but uh, but it was fun. It was it was a, it was a good experience. How many times have you been there? Oh gosh, uh, <laughs> a million. This is right? my twenty ninth year in the Golly. business, so I've probably been to 
24, 25 IQ. Wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. Has Up it changed the- over the years? Oh, yeah. I mean, this this year was a, a much smaller show. Yeah, so um, it definitely wasn't huge. Yeah, it wasn't huge. I mean, you know, normally we'd take up twice the space that you saw. Um, but, you know, we didn't have a lot of the vendors from the Far East, uh, the South American, Central American customers, buyers. Uh, we usually have, you know, a bunch of guys from Australia, New Zealand. I mean, this is like the largest show in the world for fishing tackle. Period. Um, period. Um, Which is amazing. Yeah, so typically there's people from Europe, South America. You know, I met a couple guys from South Africa that did come to the show. They brought their families over to go to Disney and yeah, all that sure. stuff. But, um, but uh, normally you have a much larger footprint, mm-hmm. more vendors, more suppliers. You know, there's a lot of uh, suppliers out of Vietnam and Indonesia and China that Malaysia. Come, and, come and set up booth, and they're like, hey, you know, we, we can build this rod for you. Right. Um, you know, and they, oh, and that's cool. And they're actually trying to not necessarily go after the shop owners, but they're they're there trying to kind of meet with us. Right. Like, hey, we could be a vendor for you. We could right. We could p- supply you with this product or that product, whether it be a cork supplier for your fishing rods or a, somebody that makes you know fishing rod blanks, things like that. And we build most of our own stuff, but um, but so you, it's, it was a different show, a little bit different uh, vibe this year, but but awesome for a lot of people to come together. Be there in person, do some business. You know, a lot of these people I haven't seen in eighteen months. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, so, all right. So, to give people an idea, Brian, uh, you work for Shimano. Uh, uh, tell people what your position is with Shimano. I am the Southeast Regional Manager of anything that has to do with saltwater. So, if it, if it takes basically from Virginia Beach to the Mississippi Louisiana border, if it's saltwater related, I handle the business. Wow. And um, so, I, you know, I have six reps that work with me um, that live in strategic areas throughout the southeast. And they kind of handle the day-to-day, you know, going and visit right. the dealers, um, you know, kind of the day-to-day, I wouldn't call it minutia, but, you know, the day-to-day maintenance of those accounts. Um, so, and then I, uh, I, I so I, I work with those guys, kind of give them guidance, provide now, when them you, When you say reps, and because, it, it, just to, sorry to interrupt, but... Yeah. When I was there, I, I met some guys that worked for uh, Company A. Yes. They were a rep for Company A, and then they also were a rep for Company D and C and E. Help me understand that a little bit. I mean, so like you said, you have six guys that work with you kind mm-hmm. of in your area. Are they also repping maybe other products? Sure. Like like we our relationship is with a group called Don Coffee, and Don Coffee is an independent rep group. Uh, I think he's got 48 or 49 reps in the country. Um, so they rep us. They rep Ingle Coolers. They rep uh, Costa Del Mar Sunglasses. They rep um, multiple firearms, ammunition companies, camo clothing. And a lot of times these independent reps, you know, the Southeast being kind of the the Hotbed. odd odd spot because, you know, we fish 365 days a year. Right. Now, a Don Coffee rep that lives in Minnesota – you know, he, he reps Shimano in the fishing side, but then come wintertime. About right now, he's he's switching gears because mm-hmm. fishing's almost done up there. Not done, but, you know, they're, they're done selling in for the season. Mm-hmm. You know, what they have on the shelf, they're going to sell through and sell out. Um, and they'll switch gears and they'll start, you know, hey, let me show you my camo line. Let's make sure your ammo's on order. Hey, they're already that's, looking at Halloween stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> well, they're, it's they're, funny. You go into the store. They're looking right at now. January yeah. stuff. Yeah. Probably. Right. Well, yeah. And, yeah. and a lot of it's done, you know, over the last 
year and a half, the, the buying cycle has changed in the fishing industry completely. It used to be, you know, you go in on Monday morning to your tackle store and you look at your shelves and you're like, well, I, I need to order two of these and one of those and four of these. And, and then, you know, and, you, we, and we would have it in stock and you'd get it on Wednesday, you know, two days. Yeah. Uh, now, I mean, I'm, I'm booked out with most of my customers through the end of June of next year. As far as product, wow. yeah, that's incredible, that's crazy, and 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 that was probably one of the most interesting things is that uh, with uh, while I was there, I sat in on some different meetings that Hagen had, and just just out of curiosity, you mm-hmm. know, to, to learn how it works, you know, how the conversation goes at ICAST, because you know, Kevin Kirk, you know, we've been to Shot Show before, and when we were at Shot Show, it was you know, you're hanging out and yep. talking to people, right. and, but you never, I never really experienced. Behind the doors. The, the business side right, of it, right. you know, where they, when they went down and sat down at the table and had conversations. And so it, it was very interesting to me. And one of the things that kind of kept popping up while we were down there was we don't have any product. I mean, a lot of people were saying if, if the question was asked yeah. by Hagen, hey, look, you know, we really would like to have this. Um, uh, how much can we get? And they're like, you know, and a lot of the answers were, well, we're not sure, you yeah. know, or we can't get it until – such and such a date. I mean, there was a lot of that being spoken. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we have facilities in you know, our main facilities in Japan where we build all of our high-end product. We have a factory, a large factory in Malaysia that builds, you know, kind of our lower end to mid-price point spinning and conventional reels. And then we build rods in Indonesia. We build rods in China. We build rods in some third-party factories. We own our own factories, but we also have a couple third-party factories that we have relationships with. And uh, right now, as we speak today, Vietnam, Indonesia, Malaysia, China, they're all experiencing a a big rise in COVID cases. Um, Two of the ports in China right now are operating at about 40% capacity. Mm. So the containers are stacking up. They can't get out of the country. Mm -hmm. There's not enough ships, not enough containers. Um, to give you an idea, Home Depot chartered their own container ship. That's incredible, and and that must cost them in- two hundred fifty thousand dollars a day. A day. A day. A day. A day to charter a ship. Yeah. Well, you said something to me when I went by last week about that that y'all were having to pay additional tariffs on containers yourselves yeah like a, a container you know we we had a negotiated rate so the standard size is a 40 foot high boy container you guys have seen these big convex boxes on the back of trucks oh yeah they're all over you know uh, all around the town so, yeah. yeah yeah you see them all over uh, you know that container would cost us 3850 bucks to get from the east you know far east to the port of los angeles right now we're paying Eighteen thousand, twenty thousand dollars for that same container. Good wow. lord! So I mean, you, like five times. Yeah. So you take a. Yeah, I can tell you, there's items like like a tackle bag, you know, like a right. tackle box that has a lot of air in it. If you if you need one, you better go buy one, because nobody's going to be able to afford to import them. Right. You're going to be wow. losing money on every tackle box that's in that container. Wow. At that price, I mean, that's just this. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Here. I mean, when you're talking to going from. You know, in the three grand range to 18. Yeah. yeah and, that's, that's a lot of money. And like one of the conversations we had was, you know, we're a pretty, we're a big company. So, yeah, we might not make full margin on this lower price spinning reel, but we'll make it up over here. So if we can mix and match the items in that container, cost average it out. Yeah. yeah it's still going to hurt us. But 
you know, we can absorb that. But if you're a small manufacturer that buys three or four containers of stuff a year, I don't know how you do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wow. don't know how you do it. Wow. Because it gets to a point, to, you know, you find a, you, find a way to get it manufactured in the States. Yeah. Yeah. Or, well, or, that's, that, hey, I mean, our previous administration talked a lot about this. Yeah. You know, and, and he was dead on. Bring manufacturing back to the United States. I mean, I, think, I can tell you right now, we're talking to a, a, a stitching company, a sew and stitch company is what we call it, that mm-hmm. would make tackle bags, soft-sided yeah. tackle bags, and, you know, try to make them here in the U.S. Exactly. You know, because importing them from overseas is, it's, it's, we, we, we can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Such, we are going to lose money on every tackle bag we import. So. Such, a, such a fine line. Of, of things becoming too expensive, like people won't buy it. You yeah. know, just like Kirk and I, you know, a few years ago when or whenever gas prices were crazy high, you know, we, we obviously we had to go up in our price, but you can only go up so high before people are like, you know what, it, it, it ain't I'm worth out. it. I'm tapping out. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, I'm out, you yeah. know. So and you're talking about going to, from a $3,000 container to $18,000. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that, a, that goes back to the consumer, difference. right? Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know? I mean, that's that's the thing is people people don't understand. That. I mean, this is I mean, part of it is demand. You know, we, you know, when you shut down the global supply chain, whether it be going to Europe or, or Africa or the U.S., and then you say, OK, well, hey, we need to spin this operation back up. You know, it just doesn't happen overnight. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's the one thing I think, Brian, that I, I find interesting and, and be, because. The demand got so high during COVID when everything was shut down and people mm-hmm. are at home and they're fishing and they're doing things instead of doing other things. And now they're, you know, they're spending money on boats. They were buying fishing rods and finding a way to, to be away from people, which fishing was one of the natural answers. And so when you say that the supply chain got interrupted and right now we're catching up, have we caught up yet? If you if you averaged it out from the when when I say have you caught up, if if things went normal all the way through COVID, for example, let's say if we were normal, we sold a thousand products typically in this time frame. Mm-hmm. Have we have we caught up to where we sold a thousand products, or has demand gotten so high that we can't you can't make up for what you lost in maybe some some downtime, but then also the, the increased demand is just so high now. That you're just not catching up? Is that what it is? Well, yeah, it's it's twofold because um, I mean we're we're shipping far more product than we've ever shipped. We're building far more product. Um, but what happened in a lot of places, like and we were, you know, like I said, the southeast was kind of insulated from a lot of. We were very very lucky where we, we live where we live. If you were in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, you know, somewhere up, I'm just going to use them as an example because the northeast I know that market pretty well. You know, those shops were closed. Mm-hmm. They could not open their doors. So they were calling us last spring going, stop all my shipments. Because, you know, I can't have $50,000 worth of inventory showing up in a month, and right. I don't have $50,000 to pay the bill because there's nobody allowed in my store. Yeah. Um, well, of course, as things eased up and they started doing, you know, buy online, pick up at store, shipping online orders, things like that. Right. Well, all of a sudden, their entire store just went... All their inventory just just went out the door, you know, because people were going fishing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so then all of a sudden it's like, I don't have anything. Hey, Brian, I need more stuff, you know, and they're calling all the reps. They're calling us. Mm-hmm. And, and so we're shipping and shipping and shipping and shipping. And then all of a sudden it, it backs up. Now all of a sudden I'm looking around my warehouse going, 
well, we don't have any stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're calling Japan and Malaysia and going, hey, we need more stuff, you know, and and so it, it, it trickles up. And so as we look at where we are today, I mean, some product families have recovered faster. Um, you know, our rod business has recovered pretty well. You know, um, some of our real business has recovered, not fully. But, you know, there's no, nobody's, nobody, go, you, know, you go in the back room of a store and you look at their back stock. They don't have any back stock. They got what's on the shelf and they have five and those five will go out the door and they'll be lucky to get five more. Um, but a lot of stores, you know, um, they'll keep, you know, a dozen of an item on, on hand at any given time. And they might have two or three and they're just trying to get two or three next week and the week after and the, just trying to keep up. with Just it. to keep it. But, you know, the, the major distributors like a Big Rock Sports or a Folsom of New Jersey, Folsom of Florida, the big the distributors that service a lot of these accounts, you know, they're, they're, their shelves are empty. Uh, amazing. amazing. So, so by the time we put back stock in the stores, fill up our distributors, put our stock back in our warehouse, and we build what we call safety stock, um, you're talking, I mean, another 12 to 18 months is my wow. guess. Wow. I mean, this is incredible, and this is all part of the conversation that we're going to have kind of throughout the day. I mean, we're going to have some of our our usual conversation, but, I mean, some of this stuff is interesting to me because, you know, there's a a big question mark about what you're going to be able to get, you know, over the next year. You know, so, I mean, we all love to be have the joy of our passion of being in the outdoors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not telling people to go out and panic and panic buy or anything like that. Because... I am. No, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. But anyway, we, we got a lot of conversation yeah, to do. have today. We come back, we'll do weather, we'll do tides. Uh, more with Mr. Brian Dufek of Shimano and talk about iCast and, and all that and more right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Folks, if you're in the market for a Cadillac, only one place to go, Claude Nolan Cadillac. And also, if you're in the market for a pre-owned vehicle, uh, go in there, do what I've done numerous times. Tell them what you're looking for. They'll find it at the right price, right mileage, everything right there at Claude Nolan Cadillac, located on South Sub Boulevard, just north of JTB. Uh, welcome back to the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Mr. Brian Dufek from Shimano joining us in studio, talking a little iCast. And uh, one of the neat things about the iCast for for me was seeing some of the quote-unquote new products some of it you know really wasn't new it was just maybe a twist kind of a little bit on something that's already been around forever the uh congratulations to boat b-o-t-e uh they have inflatable paddle boards and uh, inflatable party decks inflatable chairs inflatable everything (laughs) Uh well this year their product that entered into the new product category which was pretty cool on tuesday evening the which the show didn't open up pretty much until wednesday morning is that right brian yeah, i think it was right. well tuesday evening at uh, i think it was five o'clock they opened up the doors just to the new product showcase section of the iCast show and you know there's lots of different products in different categories and they give you a sheet with a little golf pencil and you go through and you go through all different categories from saltwater soft lure, saltwater hard lures, freshwater soft lures, freshwater hard lures, uh, boat accessories, fishing rods, fishing reels, kayak. Okay, so, But boat had something really unique. It was an inflatable 
kayak that had a pedal drive. Oh, huh. right up your alley. Which, I mean, well, I mean, for me, I wouldn't want an inflatable. Right. But I thought that was pretty cool because yeah. there's a lot of people out there that when they consider buying a kayak or something like that, the first part is, well, how in the hell am I going to carry it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, right. know? you know, so, well, and it, 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 it was an inflatable deal. So congratulations to Boat. They won the best product at the new product showcase. And, uh, and that was fun because. How, how, how do you inflate them? They have a little they, pump. They have a little pump. It's electric. Electric. Okay. Electric, but they you can buy the the <laughs> the, 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 the manual pump. Yeah. No, yeah, it's not. I don't think Chris so. is not that way where you're blowing <laughs> it up. You're passing out. Yeah. You know exactly. <laughs> I was kind of chuckling because at the at the boat display they have hand pumps mm-hmm. that uh, that they have on display, and I'm sitting there going. Who in the hell is going to pump up any of these giant monstrosities right. with a with a hand pump? Not know. me, brother. Yeah. Some people are just generally cheap. You know? <laughs> they are. I guess, yeah. I mean, you think I guess about they want to get a little cardio. But I mean, that was a pretty cool thing, and there was a lot of a lot of cool things to see that day, which some of them we'll talk about. But uh, we had had a, a post on Facebook and. That's where I met Bill Dance, which was, there was a picture up on our Facebook page. Yeah, it was page. very cool, by the way. And uh, so we're sitting there and we're just checking things out. Does he like still look the same age? Dude, he looks exactly the same. Uh, what the hell? When I saw those pictures. Well, the I'm hat like, and the glasses help. I, I mean, you know, when you're, when you're 80 years old, yeah. soon to be 81. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You, you can look the, similar or about the same when you have a hat and sunglasses and that's kind <laughs> yeah. of your... It's your, getting real close to weekend at Bernie's, though. Your thing, yeah. He's getting up there, and so, <laughs> and he he came he came down and and uh, and by the way, I want to say that you know the pictures were cool, and and the other guy in the picture was my son Dylan, which Dylan grew up as a kid watching outdoor shows, mm-hmm. and he didn't have a choice, obviously, because sure. of me. So he knew who Bill Dance was, and he was like, "Dad, that's Bill Dance." I'm like, "Yeah, let's go over and say hi to him." He goes, "Really." <laughs> I'm like, yeah, let's go over and say hi to him. And so, you know, there's a lot of people that were around him for a little bit. And then when he's the, very approachable, he's totally approachable. I mean, he is as easy going as they come. So At least when I was around him a couple of times. Yeah. And so when, uh, when people kind of left, I just went up and said, Hey Bill, uh, pleasure to meet you. just want to let you know, so I've always enjoyed your stuff, you know? And, and he goes, Hey, you know, what's your name? And, and told him, I said, look, you know, I, I respect what you've done. I said, because you know, 40 years, 40 plus years in television, that's not easy to do. Oh, heck no. no. And that's an amazing accomplishment. I said, you know, I've got a radio show in Jacksonville with some guys. And I said, we've been on the air for 26 years. And I said, and I think we're the longest running radio show in Jacksonville. And and so I appreciate what you've done. And so next thing you know, we're talking like two guys that like to fish. Yeah. yeah. And and if you look in the picture, you know, we've got our phones out. and Comparing fish pickers? Yes. <laughs> so funny. I saw that. I right? wondered if that's what y'all were doing. That's like, that's that's like the out. ultimate male bonding, you know. Let me show it you is. my fish pictures. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Let me show you my deer. Yep. So when I when I said that's I was great. from Jacksonville, the first thing that pops into his mind is when he came to Jacksonville to do TV with Monroe Campbell. No oh, kidding. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Huh. And, no kidding. And wanted to share the story. And, then he's, and so he told the story about – Monroe Campbell and fishing with Monroe Campbell. And then he said, uh, he said, yeah, you're a pretty big fella. He said, yeah, do you play ball or something like that? And I said, yeah, I played football and that kind of thing. And, and so next thing you know, he's telling me a story about how him and uh, Joe Frazier and some other uh, athlete, athlete celebrities were hanging out and he got a bloody lip from Joe and, 
<laughs> because you, you know, duking around, yeah, screwing around, yeah, kind of messing around. <laughs> oh boy! And uh, so anyway, uh, he he said, uh, "What what do you like to fish for?" I said, "Listen, you know, I said, Bill, I like to fish for for everything." Yeah. You know, I said pretty much, and I he got, I said I caught a cool fish last week. You know, I caught a tarpon on a kayak, and he's like, "Got pictures?" And I was like, "Yeah, I got pictures." And showed him pictures in the video, and he goes, "Man, that's incredible!" And so anyway, the conversation got on the sheep's head. And, uh, and then also the radio show. And I, of course, you know me, I'm like, Hey, look, we'd love to have you on the sure. show sometime. And, uh, and so, and then we got talking about sheep's head and, and so next thing you know, he's calling his daughter over and, uh, saying, Hey, uh, uh, give Jeff my card and, and my number and give him your email address and let's some, set something up. So anyway, to make a long story short, uh, we're going to get him on the show. Okay. At some point in the future. Yep. And then he wants to come to Jacksonville to film a Sheep's Head show in uh, February. Is he still filming? Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, dude, he's still filming. Still got a show ro- that's, rolling. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. He's, that's, I didn't, I didn't that's know impressive. that he was still on. Is he Sportsman's Channel or? I don't know the exact yeah, channel. I, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't ask. Okay. I think it's either Outdoor Channel or Sportsman's Channel, but okay. I'm not positive. But he's still on the air. So but that was a lot of fun. That's commendable at 81 years old. A lot of fun. Did and you tell him that we've laughed at him forever? No, I didn't. I didn't. Because I mean, that video. We were too busy talking yeah. fishing, you know. And, yeah. and he was talking about another experience that he had, that he came up to Jacksonville and filmed a Redfish TV show. And uh, so, I mean, he's been here a couple different times before. And obviously since Monroe Campbell. I mean, Monroe Campbell, that was quite some time ago, right? 80s. Yeah. I mean, that's Ali. pretty good poke go. Easy. I mean, 70s and 80s. I agree. Yeah. But he was super nice. And and I got I got to just tell everybody, look. In the picture, if you look at it, okay? I am holding a Bud Light. And then I have no, no, let me finish. Okay. And then I have a bottle of water pressed against my my form and my body. The bottle of water's mine. Okay? <laughs> uh-huh. He asked me to hold his beer so that he could, because he needed to operate his phone with two hands. Oh, so, so that's Bill's beer. <laughs> that's Bill's beer. That is not my Bud Light. You know, I okay? didn't even notice that in the sure. picture. I didn't either. I did not even notice y'all were holding drinks yeah. at all. I had a bottle of water, if you look closely, okay? And then I was holding a Bud Light in my hand. I cannot believe. Again, want to make sure everybody's very clear. Jeff, I was not well. drinking beer. I was I well, was what's working. What's wrong with drinking a beer? Nothing. Oh, I just didn't oh, have time no, to no, go over drink, and get one yet. Okay. <laughs> drinking a Bud Light is the problem. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, I cannot believe that not only number one you would drink a Bud Light, First but number all, two you would blame Bill Dance. People that know me, okay, Shame and, on and you. one of them's on the phone right now, which is Joey Donatella, a guy I grew up with. He he is he called in, okay? Okay. And brother love, God rest his soul, will tell you this: I don't drink Bud Light. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Okay, whatever. especially when they Pictures had don't uh, lie, Jeff. Especially when they had a nice selection of beer and uh-huh. wine and food. By the way, at the new product showcase Tuesday night, oh, that was nice. a nice setup, man. Yeah. yeah, drink beer. In fact, I didn't even get to a beer because I was too busy checking out all the different products. But anyway, uh, let's uh, can we can we get Joe in real quick, Chris? Because I know he's probably traveling. Anyway, let's bring him up. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, sir. How are you? This is, by the way, this is Joey Donatella. And we call, uh-huh. we, he goes by Joe now. We're all grown up. Right. Okay. That's we grew good, up together right? in Sterling, Virginia, and Joe's in Florida. Morning, Joe. Good morning, buddy. 
How you this doing? Is, uh, probably the, the first time I'm up at 7.30 on a Saturday morning. Come on now. Because I've been traveling all night from Virginia, going We're... down to Clearwater. Ah, are you there yet? No, we got about uh, two hours. All right. Hope yeah, you're going down so 75. Going down uh, yeah. Good. So it's uh, it's been a it's been a little ride. We've had a 18 wheeler turnover once, and we got around that, and then we got stuck down in South Carolina and had to go around that. But we finally got to 95. I'm getting thirsty and thirstier listening to you guys talk about Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, see, J- Joe, Joe, were you the same age as Brother Love? Yeah, we graduated. Okay, I thought so. They were in the same class, Parkview High School. Okay, and Joe and Brother Love, they both love Bud, Bud Light. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm not a Bud Light guy. I've okay? had, I've had not, some Bud Lights with Brother Love. Yeah, plenty of them. Plenty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm not a Bud Light guy. Right. Just, just, just here to say. So are you going down to fish, a little family vacation, or what? Yeah, we got, uh, you know, my wife's from New Jersey, so uh, Sorry about my that. brother-in-law, they're, they're flying in today. And we were like the mules. We had to carry all their 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 food and their beach chairs and everything else. And I'm like, man, you owe me when we get down there because all you're doing is flying and getting on the beach, and I got all your stuff. Oh, you must have a pickup truck. I got a little Acadia. It's piled deep. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna try to get on the water, but I, you know, reading reading about all this uh, red tide down there, I wasn't sure, like how close to the shore that gets and if we do go do some fishing how far out do we need to get past that do you know any ideas down there you got a guide question you're gonna call what's that you ought to hire a guide while you're down there yeah we me and my brother-in-law we talked about it you know we got nine of us with kids grandparents and all that we're trying to find a day we can kind of get away but uh (laughs) but we were they're getting down there today so we're gonna figure that out that one day we can get out I don't, yeah. uh, you know, when I was down there just a couple of weeks ago, it was kind of a non-issue. I mean, I know it's in pockets in different places, but it yeah, wasn't really a big deal. I think that's one yeah, of the things. You say you're going to Clearwater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's it, yeah. conditions in Clearwater are pretty good. It's really further south uh, inside Tampa Bay. Um, the stuff that's out on the beach uh, is much more sparse. You know, so I don't think you should have a problem up that way in Clearwater. I know Tampa Bay, there's definitely some areas where you would want to avoid, but you should be good to go over there. Yeah, we usually we usually come down to Tampa St. Pete area, and this year we decided to go to Clearwater, so it kind of sounds like we made a good choice. Yeah, you'll be good. Well, you guys have a great time, Joe. Yeah, man. Hey, I just thought you were on the road, so I thought I'd call and say hello, man. Yeah. Everybody's doing well, and the family's good. Good to hear from you, and, and tell the family I said hi, and uh, enjoy your week, and uh, and if you got any questions, just shoot me a message. You know, I just I replied to you there pretty quick. I'm always checking yeah, it, so it. holler. Right on, brother. All right, see you, Joe. All right, take care. Thanks. All right, let's take a break. 904-641-1010 if you'd like to join us here this morning on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. and got a special guest in the studio, Mr. Brian Dufek from Shimano, and talking a little iCast, talking a little bit of everything right here on that Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Uh, guess what? Uh, okay, uh, d- listing in a few days, okay, with Guy. Oh, yeah. At uh, jacksboating.com or cons- uh, consignment boat sales, which is out at Mayport. 
Okay, in a few days coming up, they got a 2017 Sea Hunt, 25 Game Fish Center Console powered by twin Yamaha 200 four strokes with under 200 hours. Mm hmm. Hard top, misting system. This thing's set up, man. <laughs> I mean, misting system. Yeah. Which is, by the way, air that's conditioning that water for air conditioning. You non-boaters. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, two Simrad, 12-inch units, VHF, stereo, anchor, windlass, uh, full Jeez. cushions. Huh? You even got a windlass? Yeah. So you've got a windlass. Yeah. Full cushions, rear bench seat, aluminum trailer, engines just service this week. One fifteen. That won't last long. No, nope. no. And if you want it, you better you better contact Guy at Consignment Boat Sales right now. 904-249-6225. Wow. All right, let's do a weather and a tides weather report brought to you by the Bearded Pig. Yep, was there this week. Got my fix of brisket, Frito pie and greens. Yum yum. Best barbecue in Jacksonville. Period. It's not even close. And. Weather's not exactly good. It was no. bad enough to cancel a kingfish tournament today. And here's the forecast. Northeast winds, 15 to 20 knots today. Seas three to five feet mm. with a dominant period of five seconds. That's tight. Chance of showers in the morning and a chance of showers, a slight chance of thunderstorms in the afternoon. Tomorrow, northeast, 10 to 15, three to five with seven-second intervals. Monday, southeast winds, 10 knots, two to three. Tuesday, south winds 5 to 10, getting back to a little bit of normal. But with the weather, it canceled what was the, the kingfish, king term, the king buster. It, it postponed it again until next weekend. Okay. Yep. So, um, it's already been rescheduled one time. Correct. From yeah. June. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, it's going to be rescheduled, rescheduled. And I mean, you know, that's just a, I'm sorry, that's just a stroke of bad luck to have a, a Northeast wind all of a sudden, for like literally. Was it northeast the last time, right? Yeah, it, was, it, it was. It was. It was southeast. It was, well, it, it, was, it was blowing, yeah. blowing, though. Yeah, it was yeah. blowing hard. Yeah, yeah. So, it was skunky. It, it was skunky. Um, but, I mean, to have a northeast wind in, in July like that is and, – and, and, by the way, it has been an unbelievably beautiful week on the ocean. Oh, it's been, I, I mean, yeah, been pretty. Like, gorgeous. Pretty. So, uh, it, it stinks, but hopefully hopefully we'll get it in next, next weekend. Okay, so – Next weekend, but isn't there another tournament next there weekend? Is, there is. The Nassau uh, tournament is the Fernandina tournament next weekend. So, from what I understand, you can – I'm sure I might get corrected, but you can enter both tournaments. So, we need somebody to call in that yeah. maybe works for the tournament? Right. <clears throat> right. Exactly. Hand, and, hand. And, and you can if – you, if you weigh a fish in a Fernandina tournament, you can just bring your weigh-in slip mm-hmm. to the Kingbuster. Okay. You don't have to bring the fish. So uh, we might need to get uh, the guy who's the head yeah. of King Buster to call in? Yes, I can do that. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I might want to get a text and get him on at some point in the show and kind of get an update on all that. Sure. All right, so a Tides report now brought to you by the best sub shop in Jacksonville, Angie Sub. Yep, I was there this week too. Yesterday, <laughs> as a matter of fact, had a big old lunch. Had the uh, – uh, it's <sighs> – it's a Dr. Bang Scrippy. I'm kind of hooked on that one now. I'm going to get yeah. crunchy. Uh, anyway, it's, uh, man, you want to talk about getting stuffed? Oof. Anyway, uh, Tidesport brought you by Angie Sub. Uh, they have the best sub shop in Jacksonville, period, and the Tides for today. Let's go to uh, Jacksonville Beach. And today for the Tides, Jacksonville Beach, 8.50 a.m. is going to be your high tide. That's a 4.91. At 3 o'clock this afternoon, that's going to be – 
a low tide, that's a 0.73. And then tomorrow in the morning, it's a 9.43 a.m., 5.0 essentially high tide. And then tomorrow afternoon at Jack's Beach, 3.50 p.m. is your low tide. That's your tide support brought to you each and every week by Angie Subs. All right, so th- I wanted to kind of wrap up, Brian. And Brian, did you have a chance to walk through the new product so- showcase? I did not. You know, my, my week uh... – I barely leave the little square that is our booth. Um, I basically get from one meeting to the next, to the next, to the next. Um, I didn't even walk the show except for like uh, the last morning when I first got in. I got there about 45 minutes early, so I kind of zipped up and down a couple aisles to yeah. say hello to some you know industry friends. And uh, but I it, that's the only bad thing about you know going to ICAST for me is I don't get to see all the fun right. stuff. Yeah, you're working. Yeah, the only way I get to do that is if I go there, like I said, before the show opens and right. kind of slide around the aisles and get a chance to uh, take a peek at some things. But um, I get that because I know when we work the boat show, I just stay at the booth the whole oh, time. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. People always go, well, did you see this? And I go, well, not really. You know? <laughs> yeah, I was over here for eight hours or ten hours or whatever. There was a couple things that I saw that I thought were pretty interesting in the in a new product showcase. I mean, you know, you see the rods and then you see reels and you're like, you know, how can you really tell how good a rod is? I mean, when it's you're just picking it up and you're holding it. I mean, for me it's like, how do you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, you gotta go fish with it, really, I mean, to kind of tell if I mean for me, to see if you really like it, you know. But anyway, some people can tell but I can't. Uh but I saw a couple products that I, that I think stood out. One of them was a five-gallon bucket lid with a cushion. Mm-hmm. I mean, how simple is that? I mean, how many times have we sat on a five-gallon bucket? Um, a million. Over the but years. I mean, there's, there's, there's those have been out forever. Those have been out for a while. Uh, yeah, but the, the, this is a little different in that it's got a, a pad on it about like that thick. One of those big old fat boy and, and it, do, it doesn't pads. swivel or anything like that. I'm just here to tell you, yeah. this thing when you sit on it, I mean, it's comfy. Okay, I mean comfy. No, I because remember the the Dove buckets that we used to buy exactly. You know that, that had the swivel seat on them and exactly. And, and this yeah. was uh, uh, the company that had it was Lee Fisher Sports, which they have a yeah. lot of different products. Brian, yeah, yeah, Lee Fisher. Uh, he's based out of Tampa. Nice guy. He actually owns four tackle stores. Wow. Um, so he has Lee so Fisher both. products, which he you know, he sells. Uh, Gas you know, if you go to a if you go to a baseball field and you see the netting behind, you know the home yep. plate and all that, he sells that type of netting. Oh wow! I mean, he's a global company. It's a pretty neat operation. Um, makes cast nets and all kinds of oh yeah hooks line. I mean, he he he's an importer manufacturer of all sorts of products. Huh. Yeah, that was uh, that was really neat. Uh, just because I mean, who wouldn't want to have a padded five gallon you know, bucket lid. I mean, I mean, wouldn't a lot of people buy that? I mean, for whether you're talking yes. about dove hunting, yeah. whether it be your work bucket, whether it be your fishing bucket. I mean, well, yeah. just imagine when you're on the boat and you're always tripping over to the five gallon bucket that's on deck. Yes. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice just to be able to sit down on it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I thought, I thought that was, uh, was really unique. There was another one that was in the new product category and this was a boater's tool. And, it was in the, in the and imagine a T, okay, the shape of a T, and the top of the bar was probably five inches wide, and then the vertical part that came down the vertical part of the T was probably about six or seven inches long. Mm-hmm. The bottom of that vertical shaft of the letter T was a socket for the square plug on your boat. Oh, okay, so it was a, a boat plug wrench. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, 
So this is all, this is a multi-tool. Yeah. So the bottom of the T was the the square boat plug. Yep. The outsides of the vertical bars of the T were your gas cap tool. Yep. Okay. Cool. Sure. Now here's where I thought this was ingenious. On the back side of the vertical part were two plastic nubs. When we open our inspection plate yep. cover in the splash well or any one that we have on our boat, right. it's a pain in the rear. Oh yeah. Trying to turn that plastic lid. The back of the T with the plastic nubs was the tool to open it's that to open up. up. Wow. Mm. Somebody someone was doing some thinking. Yeah. But I'm not done. Oh. Line cutter on it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Most important, and two and very important things. One, beer bottle opener. Mm-hmm. Okay? Of course. But here's, here's where I think they really got a selling point. When, when boats get sold, what's the one thing that most women want on a boat? A bathroom. A bathroom. Exactly. <laughs> got to have right? a bathroom. And they say. And they'll never go in it. Right. And I'm not never so go freaking hot and smelly. And I'm not trying to make fun of this, but I mean, seriously, I mean, that really sells a lot of boats. Yeah. Yeah. And the women's decision oh, yeah. sell a lot of boats. Well, on this multi-tool, you also have a wine bottle corkscrew oh. opener. And that's like. I thought you were going to say you could hang your toilet paper on it. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. I thought he was going that direction. You know, like the. And it, and it comes with a little mounting bracket. The bumper dumper. Yeah. You know, got a magazine rack off to the side that flips a little piece of wire so you can hang your magazine right there and stick it in the ground and the toilet paper goes on the little wire thing. And you thought about that way too hard, Kurt. Yeah. I, well, he was getting there. I was yeah, going, what heck? What's he was talking you know? about going to the bathroom. You know? So this boater's multi tool. Nose hair trimmer, you know. All stainless steel. <laughs> Okay, it's a uh, plastic and stainless steel. I mean, for thirty bucks, I'd buy one in a minute yeah. for the boat. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so uh, Did you get a sample. Uh, no, well, I can tell you this. I, I was talking to Jacob Hagen, who was at Hagen there. And I said, "This right here. I mean, that's that's an easy sell. Yeah, they're getting them. Cool, they're getting them. So they'll have them at the stores. But uh, a couple other things that were good. But we'll get into that and uh, and more right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Just got to uh, give a shout out to our good buddy uh, Rick Stinson. Um, went in there Tuesday evening. I bought a new site and a new rest for the bow, and and uh, dude, he got me tuned up and and uh, spent some time. Bought some new arrows. Uh, you know, it's kind of time to, to to start thinking about this stuff. You know what I mean? Been time. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, you, you know, don't just just like we tell people for boat maintenance. January and February is a beautiful time to take your boat in, whether it be Whalen Bay, Atlantic Coast Marine, and get your boat worked on. Don't oh, yeah. wait until April and May, okay? Bow season's what six weeks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I not mean, far. It's, it's it's right around the corner. I'm, I'm spraying fields the next couple of days. Getting yeah, them ready. I, I'm I'm going up next weekend. Absolutely. So it, it's not far away. It is not. All right, uh, welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show, and and we're all here today, including Brian Dufek from Shimano, and uh, and let's go to the phone lines. Don is calling in to give us the update yep. on the King Buster. Good morning, Don. Good morning, man. Morning, buddy. Uh, who's out there fun? Who's out there fun fishing today? Uh, nobody. <laughs> That's right. Well, you know what? Um, so you know, it's, man, so it's, it's so interesting. It's, it's coming from St. Augustine. I always see a lot of boats, you know. Um, right. And and this morning I saw two going going yeah. to the ramp. And, and, it, and man, 
you know, the days of the nickname of what the King Buster used to be called are over. You know what I mean? Yes. And, um, and, and it's supposed to be fun and the kids and all that. And let me tell you, it was the toughest call ever. And, and we set it for next weekend. And the reason is we already have all our stuff in Marine Max. I got 40 kayaks, 75 easy riders, you know, everything's in their showroom. Um, you know, so it's kind of hard to say, okay, pull that back out and let's pull it out August 30th, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so what we did is we, the first of all, the first thing I have to say is mad respect for Nassau County Sport Fishing Association and the tournament in Fernandina. I fished that when I, in my 20s. Um, and it's a great event. And so the last thing we want to do is affect their event. So mm-hmm. what we're doing is saying, Hey, if you're in the Fernandina tournament, fish it, go to their captain's meetings, go to their awards. We'll take their way slip. We're going to open registration at Thursday um, at Marine Max three to six, and then two to five, two to six, seven again on Friday, um, and do it that way. And so that way you can fish both tournaments, and you know one fish you could get both payouts, um, and then come back and fish with the kids on Sunday since Fernandina doesn't have anything on Sunday. So trying to adapt and overcome the best we can. There was no easy call in this. I mean, it sucks. It really sucks. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just the way it is, man. And so. So let me let me ask you. So 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 if I if yeah. I'm in if I'm in the Fernandina tournament, yep. and and I've paid my my entry, do I have to also pay an entry into the King Buster to to be able to weigh that? Oh, yeah. Fish? yeah, yeah. You got to enter the tournament. Okay, yeah, okay. It's not right. combined. Yeah, okay, because there's two so, different prize structures, two different everything. Is it reciprocal? Um, so you, Can if if I'm if I'm, I, I guess that that. If I'm buy, if I'm getting in both tournaments, I can yeah, so I can fish Nassau and, and the King Buster. And I'm gonna tell you who my money's on. Kenny Crawford did it before in the King Buster. I know he did. And, you know, I, I mean, remember. One time he goes, "Hey man, do you, do you mind if I take that fish and weigh it in the other tournament, Don?" I'm like, "Go ahead." And he won both of them with the same fish. All right, so I think and, what, um, what Kevin was asking Don, and, and this is kind of curious. I think a lot of people are kind of curious about this as well. So. Let's say you you're in both. You pay entry in both. And is it when he says is it reciprocal? Can you weigh in at your tournament and then that weight still be good for the Nassau tournament? I can't no, no, because we're trying not to upset their tournament or cause any problems. If they want to add that, that's fine. But you can weigh in at Nassau and we take it for the King Buster. Gotcha. So originally, you know, and if you were going to fish that tournament anyway. You know, now you enter the King Buster and you can fish both. And a lot of guys have already entered the King Buster. Um, you know, it's a lot of the SKA guys and the guys that fish them all, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're already in them. And I, I called them all personally. I called, and man, I got a lot of friends in Fernandina, and I called them before I made the call. Everybody I knew to call that fishes up there and says, you know, hey, man, you know, I want to do it right. So hopefully it helps both tournaments. Um, there's a lot of stuff, talk about, hey, man, you know, I haven't fished that one in years. I'm going to add it on. You know, one fish, you might win both. So um, all that kind of stuff, hopefully it, it turns out to be something good. That's the only way I can look at it. Um, but, yeah, we're, you know, entries are okay. We're going to lose about four or five boats and add about four or five boats, just like last time we reset it. And it's it's just such a hard call as a tournament director, man. But, you, you know, nobody wants to be out there in this. Nobody. No, 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 you're, you're, you're right. It, it would have, it would have been, uh, you, you made the right decision because, I, like you said, I, yeah, but, no, nobody wants to fish in fifteen to twenty uh, out of the northeast. No. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. I right. Mean, so, so um, if you are fishing Fernandina, we're going to make it as accommodating as a, and easy as possible that you can fish both if you want to. And um, love to have somebody any more that want to sign up. You can still got an extra week to do that. Um, we are changing alehouse instead of having dinner. We're going to make box lunches for all the captains. That captain, when you get it, your captain's bag, you get a box lunch with it. Um, and do it that way since uh, everything just kind of went crazy on us at the last second there. But we really appreciate all your support. 
Um, big shout out to all everybody that helped me get prizes for the kids in this last month. And it's kind of cool when people say, hey, man, I can't fish the tournament next week, but keep the 400 bucks and buy a kid something else. Gotcha. You know, and I've been getting that. I've been getting that over and over. So a lot of character in our fishing community. Yep. All right, buddy. We yep. we appreciate thank, it, Don. Thank you, sir. Yeah, see buddy. you next week. Yep. See you next week. All right. I was just uh, looking at our Facebook page. Remember, we were talking about that inflatable boat kayak that has the pedal drive. It's actually the Welcome to the Nimnik Family of Dealerships Outdoor Show post. Uh, if you look in the background, I'm I'm kind of standing there. Yeah, 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 got it. Yeah, I'm standing there with the guys from from Hagen Coastal Outfitters, and uh, that's that pedal drive that's in the background. Kind of interesting that we took a picture, and then a couple days later, you find out that that's that was a winner. I know those guys were raving about that. So, uh, just a thought on that. I'm just the, my last thought on the new product category. Mm-hmm. When you're a kid, what I think every kid probably had a Nerf thing of some kind. Nerf football. Nerf gun. Bat. Would you have a bat? Yeah. <laughs> Brian, would you have? Oh, I had Nerf footballs. I had, I had like a Nerf Frisbee thing, like a soft Frisbee when okay. I was a kid. Huh. Kirk, do you have anything Nerf? No, that was not in, in our radar when I was a kid. <laughs> Did you have yeah. a wiffle ball? We had wiffle ball. Yeah. He, he, he had oh, yeah. building blocks. You remember them old little wooden Licking things? logs. <laughs> Licking logs. Licking logs, baby. That, that was high tech back in his age. I, I had my, literally, this is no joke, we didn't have Lincoln logs, but oh. I had literally a bunch of two-by-fours cut to different lengths. <laughs> what do they, they have a bad. game for that it's now? What's terrible, it isn't it? Jenga. Jenga. That's he, it. He was playing Jenga before Jenga was Jenga. <laughs> yeah, you were doing Jenga with two-by-fours. But I had to, Your I son, mean, go out here and play in that sand pile yeah. while we're you laying guys these bricks. That's right. You guys didn't have the Nerf basketball hoop to put on like the with the oh, suction yeah. cup? Oh, yeah. 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 I, I, I had one of those I in college. Had that. Everybody uh, had well, one of those in yeah. college, man. Frisbees were real popular. That's the only thing I, I could ever kid. dunk on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all played with Frisbees when we were kids. I think probably, I mean, for, for my era, the Nerf basketball hoop was probably, and then the football, of course. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. Nearly yeah. everybody had that or had yeah. experience with and it. And then your dog got it. Yeah, and one end was missing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. One point was gone. Yes, absolutely. But the reason I bring that up is that I think we always try to find new ways to get kids, and this is also for Don, we always try to find new ways to get kids involved with fishing. Mm-hmm. And what better way to do that than maybe to kind of piggyback off of a product that kids have grown up playing with, which is the Nerf footballs and Nerf hoop. Well, they – in the new product category, they actually have a Nerf fishing rod that comes with the Nerf bullet to cast with. Huh. And it's cool. a, and it's a real fishing rod. Huh. But it has that orange, yeah. you know, and it's got kind of some of the Nerf uh, material that's on it. <laughs> I just thought that, I mean, that that's a great way to to kind of encourage kids that, that may have grown up with Nerf products to because I mean, look, all kids want to have a Nerf gun nowadays. I think, mm-hmm. you know, that shoots the little foam bullets. You know, whether they're the, the, the greatest thing is is whenever we used to fish the uh, ancient city, mm-hmm. the juniors tournament, they they always gave the the kids uh, water guns. Oh yeah, in the boat. Oh, yeah, yeah. So when you when you're trolling past yeah, somebody, yeah. <laughs> that was always fun. You know, but you know, you'd be back there working the baits, so all of a sudden this thing would hit you in the oh, back yeah. of the head. You know, you, hey, hey, look, slow trolling. Can be like boring. boring. You know? I mean, yeah. so the kids had to have something. Oh, to do. you got to yeah. have something. To do. Water balloons. <laughs> yeah, water balloons. Yeah. Water balloon slingshot was a great thing yes. to have on the boat. You know, right, let's let's take a break. Right, when uh, we come back, we got a couple of LV hires ink gear tips, and then uh, and then also want to hear from Brian about 
because you know here we are talking about new products. I want to hear what Shimano has out mm-hmm. because I'm a big fan of Shimano. All of my reels on my uh, fishing rods are all Shimano. Some are kind of getting old, Brian. <laughs> just so- <laughs> I know, wow, I know that was subtle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was. Boy, you didn't see that coming, did you? Oh, no, no. Oh. Never would have seen that. We'll talk yeah. about that here. We'll come <laughs> back right here on the, uh, the Nimic Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. It's time now for the LV Hires Inc. Gear Tip of the Week. LV Hires supplies quality fuels and lubricants all across the southeast. When we say all across the southeast, we mean it now. I mean, they're huge presence, and they keep job sites and businesses running without interruption. Go to LVHIERS.com to learn more. Last week, Kirk, you talked about a first aid kit. Yep. And you have a little addition to that, which is... It and God help us that we never have to use this ever. Ever. Well, and you, and you don't. I mean, this all goes back to the um, the rescue and safety class I took, you know, collision, crit, critical accident course with Jacksonville Sheriff's Office. And they were talking about first aid kits. And ever since then, I've gone through, through and done a reevaluation of my first aid that I have in the boat and in the truck. And one of the things that, that I thought was uh, really interesting, Trey, who was teaching the uh, – first aid class he said you really need to have a good clot mechanism in case of an accident Mm -hmm. and let's face it you know if you're hunting if you're fishing if you're hiking you can at at times be occasionally around things that are sharp and you don't want to be in a place where you can't address a serious need if if you have it like we were just kidding around folks during the break we're thinking god we hope we never have to use one of these quick clot uh advanced clotting gloves uh, packs, but if you ever got cut severely, and I can tell you, there are times when I've been in the woods, clearing land, making food plots, and you get into those dadgum sticker vines, yeah, and briars. you go, yeah, and you go, dang, I got to pull it, and you pull it, and all of a sudden you don't realize it's got these doggone one-inch stickers in it, mm-hmm. and they rake down the side of your arm. Next thing you know, you're bleeding like a stuck pig. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, oh, I yeah. know exactly what you. And I mean, about. I'll come back to the house, and people go, "What the crap happened to you?" Yeah. And I'll go, "It doesn't hurt very much, but." It bled a lot. It, it, it looks bad. It looks bad. It looks nasty. And anyway, they recommended that I get this quick clot advanced clotting gauze. Yeah, we're not recommending that you use it for a sticker bush scrape. No. <laughs> this is kind of expensive. This pack right here is about 30 bucks. Really? And really? this is just two feet. Wow. Holy so, gosh. And Does it have like a clotting, like some type of yeah, clotting yeah. agent? Yeah, it's a, a agent clotting in agent in the gauze. Okay. okay. So when you put it on there, it's, it's K-A-O-L-I-N. Kalen impregnated gauze. Ooh. It says uh, in vitro testing using quick clot Kalen impregnated gauze formed clots in under two minutes compared to gauze without a hemostatic agent, which took an average more than ten minutes to clot. Yeah. So, I mean, for a it's, serious injury, this is perfect like, for a run-in with a gannet. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Possibly. Yeah, I mean, right, is, I mean, look, if you accidentally cut yourself with a knife or something, and it's never touch one of those. Something again. bleeding like crazy. <laughs> never man. hear the end of that. This is this is your your thing, and it's uh, it's not very big. It's not like it's going to take big. a lot of room it's flat. Like in your first um, aid kit. It, there was bigger ones that I could have got, but they're more expensive. You know, the bigger packs. Uh, you can go into Amazon and actually order these. This is part of that uh, adventure medical kits. A package that I gave y'all last mm-hmm. last weekend. So, first aid kit. Real, real funny story. After we. Left last weekend, I'm getting gas or something. Somebody called me, and I needed to write something down. 
I'm like, yeah, but I'll have a pen. And I thought, oh, there's a pencil in my first aid kit. Because you, 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 had, you had gone through the list of what's in there, yeah. and I remembered there was pencil. a pencil. In, Damn, you in had the... a good memory. I didn't remember that. <laughs> Golly. Yeah. So I broke out the first aid kit, got my pencil out of there. That's so funny. <laughs> Well, and, never and, know what an emergency and so it's for. a it's a great addition to the first aid kit that we talked about last week, which uh, the first aid kit was uh, available at Amazon, right? And I'm I'm assuming you can get this at a at a local store, or can you get this? I I I had to order this online. Okay, so, so Amazon yeah. maybe for that as well. Yeah, I, mean, hey, so I would go to Amazon. Promoting Amazon, but, yeah. quick clot is what it's called. Well, and we have a we have a two part LV Hires Inc. gear tip because there was something that I. I saw that was down at the iCast, and this is, I think you guys are going to love it. I think that you guys are going to want to go get one. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. Sir, I mean, sure. it was the company, and Brian, you might know them, Danco? Yeah. yeah I just ordered company. a pair of Danco's. Did you? Yeah, I did. When, and now what, pliers? Yeah. Okay, and that's that's where I'm talking about. Yep. They they came out with a new set of pliers, and this is Danco Sports, and they revealed this at the iCast, and they're called the Premio Owl Pliers. They only weigh 3.2 ounces. Uh-huh. I mean, that's light. Yeah. And 3.2 ounces, and they have a crimping power of 500 pounds. That's impressive. That is that's, impressive. I mean, really, crazy. really that, impressive. impressive. And, I, and they they had the computers somehow design these plots. Uh-huh. And, uh, and they're pretty amazing. If you go to our Facebook page, you can see that when, if you look at it, I mean, they do – Totally look like the uh, Terminator. Yeah, like it's like a like it'd be a part of the body part of the Terminator after he got his flesh melted off of him. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy looking. And three point two ounces, five hundred pounds of crimping force, and it has a lifetime warranty. You have a couple pairs. Well, I was thinking that uh, that that would be a great Christmas gift <laughs> idea for me. I knew that was coming. Yeah, I don't know how I knew that was coming, but yeah. So what, what, Brian? Did you see these things? Uh, yeah, yeah, they're they're actually pretty cool. They're kind of like a skeletal design. Yeah. You know, they, so they basically made a big, a nice pair of pliers, but they've removed a lot of the material to mm-hmm. cut the weight. But you know, uh, but still holds the rigidity and uh, the strength. Did you see the price tag? I did not. I'm sure <laughs> see, they're that, not. All right. So Kirk and Kevin yeah. know. So we're, Brian, yeah. what do you think? Ballpark. One ninety nine. Keep are they, wow. are they titanium One? or stainless? Uh, it's titanium. $199? Really, Brian? If they're titanium, you're probably talking three, three fifty. Three dollars uh, Come on, Brian. Keep really? Going, Brian. Really? Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, I paid three sixty nine dollars for the pair I have in my boat. And, uh, <laughs> what? I, wow. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Big money, Brian. <laughs> my wife is going to be like, you Brand's paid still what sleeping. for a pair of pliers? <laughs> <laughs> right. Let me ask you a question. Do you have a float on uh, those pliers? Oh, yes. No, but I have a lanyard. Okay. Okay. They do have a lanyard. So these pliers from Danco, the Premio Owls, come in at six ninety nine. <laughs> That's a little stiff. Six hundred and ninety nine dollars. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I'm, it, it, I and mean, the ones that I just bought, I which are very nice, were like thirty five dollars. There you go. Yeah. Now you're talking. And, and, That's and, high end. And they came with two uh, additional pair of blades. Well, you know, you could either buy a pair of pliers uh-huh. or a new 50-wide Tiagra. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, for me, uh, I think I'm going with the real. I mean, yeah. But, I mean, a pair of pliers, I mean, can you imagine you buy well, a set of pliers for $699? Oh. And, and 
Jr. Yes. Hey, he picks up your pliers and goes to bar them and taking a hook out of a fish on the side of a, maybe a fish you're releasing, like a cooter or something. Mm-hmm. Ploop. And then, exactly, accidentally drops your set of pliers overboard. Here's Get my in thought. there, boy! Here's my thought. As abusive as I am with stuff, yes. and I am, I am at the at the heat of a moment, I will grab anything within reach to subdue an animal or put my foot on it or whatever the case. And I am famous for grabbing a pair of pliers and doing the oops. You know? Yeah, yeah, you know, and I know you have. Kevin, oh, absolutely. Brian, I, look, well, you you know, I've got it. the ocean lined up with pliers. So I'm now. thinking, yeah. if I take twenty five dollars for a pair of what I can buy at Strike Zone mm-hmm. with the sheath and the lanyard, I can buy thirty of those mm-hmm. in my career, and just every six months, just flip them over the side just for the hell of it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There, there's, there's hey, something. I don't like the way these look. Yeah. Boop, you know, pull out another pair. No, uh, there, yeah, there's, there's, you know, that's just a lot of money for a pair of pliers. I would love, yeah, I would love to, 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 to really hold that though, to know what 500 pounds of pressure is. Yeah. You Grab know, a pair I, of vice it, grips. Yeah. I got a pair in the toolbox out here. I'll go get them for you. Uh, well, I mean, that's, that's pretty interesting that you can just squeeze a pair of pliers to get 500 pounds. Yeah. I don't know if that's what you can actually get, but I guess, I mean, I mean, or is it built to withstand? 500 yeah. it yeah. says with 500 pounds of crimping force. And, that, and see that might be that it can it can go up to yeah. that they probably put it in a, a you know some type of hydraulic Vice. press to yeah. see yeah. okay this okay. is okay so without breaking you say yeah, yeah. so, yeah, so if your hand can generate 500 pounds then there you go okay i'm telling you right now my hand ain't generating no if, if you <laughs> stick it in the mouth force. of an alligator that's maybe what i was just about to say it gets about 500 pounds so here, and, Allie, hold this. Well, you got coolers that are uh, bear proof. Now we got pliers that are gator proof. Uh-huh. What's next? I don't know. Uh, a, a Parker chimed in on the pliers. Oh, he did. And, and he said he'd have to sell his boat to buy the pliers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. That is total lie. Call the banks. I'm he'd sorry, have to uh, sell one tractor tire. I missed two boat payments because I needed a pair of pliers. <laughs> He'd have to sell one one set of tires off of one of the John Deere's he got. He'd be good. (laughs) Anyway, uh, we got to take a break. We come back. We'll talk to Top Gun Mm -hmm. uh, and U90464-11010. And where we are, we're going to get to the Shimano products, the new latest and greatest, I promise, with Mr. Brian Dufek right here in studio on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. For the dog. The what? Huh? That's the dog. right. The dog. For Merle? Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, right. It's Merle. It's Merle's Merle. in-house today. Come on, Jeff. Merle's very quiet. Uh, Merle's just hanging out. I thought that dog was bigger than that. I did, too. I really did. When yeah, I walked it's in, all dog, fur. Merle. God, he's really small. Yeah, yeah. he's a little little guy. Yeah. But, the, but the eyes, man. About 25 the, pounds. The eyes are the he best. must have been the run of the litter. No, I mean, that's a that's a miniature Australian Shepherd. That's about the size of him. Oh, I thought so they got a little bigger than that. Okay, I was wondering. Yeah. Whereas the regular Australian Shepherds probably can go up 40, 50 pounds, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And then they actually have toys that go like 8 to 10. Yeah, that ain't right. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Ain't right. Anyway. But uh, I love Merle's eyes. They look like marble eyes. Marbles. Yeah. yeah. Legit I mean, marbles. Stack M Storage, folks, if you got an issue with your HOA, they're complaining about your trailer sitting <laughs> in the yard, just call Stack M Storage and they will put – the, uh, the the TLC to your trailer when they come and pick it up and then make sure that it's all serviced and ready to go when you need it. Call them, they'll deliver it back. Yep. You know what storage. else you could do? If your neighbor has one sitting in his yard, mm-hmm. 
you could call StackM Storage for your neighbor. Well, that's if you get like a, nice. a referral. Yeah, uh, I'm just saying that, that, that would be yeah. that would be a win-win. Anyway, um, uh, some of the guys are totally interested in the pliers. Some of the guys, yeah, some mm-hmm. of the guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gordon said he's interested. Well, I, yeah, you know, I'm sure he is. During the break, I read a little bit, and Don Shoemaker, you know, who you know is in the racing world. That's correct. They worked with his engineering department on this. I mean, I just read it on their website huh. here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and actually, Don was there at the show. Got to talk was to he? him. Yep, cool dude. He has a big, uh, I don't know, eighty footer called the Shoe. Uh huh. <laughs> big eighty foot sport fishing boat. Not the spelled S H O U O O E O E O E. Okay, the Shoe. Awesome. Does he sell shoes? No, he's in the racing world. He he owns like. I don't know, half a dozen top fuel drags. Yeah, race cars. Like, That's an odd name for a boat. What, what was his nickname back in the day? Shoe? I can't remember. Um, Big Daddy Don Shoemaker or something. Well, that, like? was no, that was Don Garlic. That was Garlic. But there was a, he had a, I thought Shoemaker had a nickname, and I can't remember exactly what it was. I'll, have to, I'll have to Google that one. Anyway, the guys were kind of <laughs> torn about the pliers because, you know, I think Gordon – Said Gordon said this. He said he's thinking maybe twenty. You know, we either buy the pliers or you can get like twenty cases of beer and, and twenty ice bags of ice. And I said, <laughs> started thinking to myself, this is six ninety nine. Let's do the math. Uh-huh. Okay, what's a bag of ice cost? Two bucks? No, no, it's more than that. That was yeah. more Three than that. Bucks? Now. It's yeah. like four bucks for a bag of ice now. Well, unless you go to the ice machine and it's two and a quarter. Yeah, yeah. The right, ice let's just, let's the just make it I easy. I go to the ice machine. <laughs> okay, let's bowling alley. Let's let's make it easy. Okay, okay. Let's say it's. Three bucks. Okay, three bucks. Three so bucks. sixty dollars right there. Okay, what's a case of beer cost? Fourteen. Well, it depends on the beer. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Natty Light. Oh, yeah, twelve ninety nine. Eighteen ninety nine for that Bud Light you like to drink. <laughs> what does eighteen ninety nine? So twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. Yeah. Okay, that's so fair. twenty cases, and then that's four hundred. That's yep. four hundred. Four hundred and sixty. And then we're looking at he must have been. Yeah. He must have been looking to splurge I'm on like, the beer. I'm like, well, I'm not going. Wait a minute. Yeah, so, and then a... I did the math in my head real quick, and I'm going. I know. I know damn well that Gordon ain't drinking that good a beer. No, and if he's only be getting food. twenty cases, you know him. There's going to be a food budget in there. <laughs> oh, the so works. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's going to be food, food allowances yeah. in built in. Wings, <laughs> chicken <laughs> wings <laughs> are going to be for the rest of the money. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to figure that out. All right, uh, let's go to the phone line. T- uh, Top Gun, uh, and then Bob. We'll get them both in real quick. Morning, Top Gun. I feel the need for speed. How you boys doing? Doing Morning. good. How you doing? You don't sound too can fast you, today, Top Gun. Can Can you hear me? Okay. Uh, yeah. I did that for Mitch. Hey, Mitch, it's Top Gun. It's your wake up call. How do you like me now? <laughs> oh boy. He likes to dog me. <laughs> he likes to dog everybody. Yeah, he does. Haven't you figured yeah. that well, out about Mitch? Here, 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 I will say this. I'm, I'm going to make a new rule. And this goes for you too, Top Gun. If uh-uh. callers want to start dogging on each other, we're going to start hanging the phone up. <laughs> I don't dog anybody. No, I'm just giving you I mean, because you kind of, right there, you went at him a little bit. A little. Know? Be better than that, Top Gun. Let's Roger rise above. Wilco. Roger Wilco. What you got for hey, us listen. today? I was thinking about a couple of things you were talking about on the show. And, um... You were talking about going out fly fishing with the wife and the kids. And um, if y'all hook up each in a kayak and split up and go separate ways for a couple hours and you come back and they've all got four or five fish logs and you didn't catch anything, did they give you the nickname McFly? (laughs) If that should happen. (laughs) 
Well, the reason that doesn't quite work, Top Gun, I don't fly fish unless I'm in a pond. Like for okay. Brim, right. but I, but I, but I got, I got you, McFly. I mean, that's you know, it's it's a kind of reference back to the future a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, right? Yeah, I don't fly fish. My my son is an avid fly fisherman, and he doesn't throw anything but a fly. Right. Well, um, also, somebody text in or something to you about uh, um, naked noodling. I don't know if that was a joke or what, but uh, I got to thinking about it. And me and the boys, some of the boys did that back in the day with some girls, but we called it canoodling. <laughs> You're ruining his biscuit right now. He's about to choke on his yeah. biscuit, you know? Hey. It's like the Godfather right now. He's struggling to get it out. Yeah. Have you, you got guys, the hand gesture going. Got the hand going. Uh, <laughs> are you guys old enough yet that you have sat down at some point in time and written out a bucket list of things that you want to do in your life? Mm. Mentally. Uh, I mean, like physically written it down? No. Yeah. But do yeah. I ha- do? But do I have kind of a list in my mind? Sure. I think everybody does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I started a uh, a list, but I call it a hole in the bucket list, and that's things I'm never gonna do. <laughs> that's a good list. Like, like jump out of a perfectly good airplane, <laughs> bungee jump. That's two no's. Cliff, cliff climbing, going mm. up on one of them little. Uh, I don't know what the gadget is called, like a little buggy with the. Uh, Three horse lawnmower engine and a gallon of gas and a sail. An ultralight. That. That's an ultralight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, not doing that. Or going up a ramp on a motor, doing three, four thoughts in there before you land. Uh, going into space, uh, sitting on a tank holding uh, 150,000 gallons of rocket fuel. I don't think so. Gotcha. But the one thing I'm never going to do for sure is scuba dive. Why is that? I, I I can't understand going 50, 60 miles offshore with sharks that are 20 feet long and jumping in the water just like a seal. LTS, baby! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't one of yeah, Top Gun's yeah, better yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. It is the yeah. full moon, by the way, guys. Just yeah. Yeah. It, it is. is. It we, is. We'll, you might have to give him a pass this well, time. And you had him on hold for 30 minutes, so he's been yeah. sitting at the boat ramp down there yeah. looking at the water. I, I won't share with say. you guys what Parker talked about this morning in the full moon. I'm not going to do that. No. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Oh, now you have to. You can't yeah, let's say go to, that. Let's go to Bob. He, oh, uh, he's man. got a sponsor shout-out. We always like that because it's uh, it's testament. Let's mm-hmm. talk to Bob. Morning, Bob. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, uh, we moved from uh, Ponte Vedra to Wellburn, Florida, which is one exit past 75. Yeah, I know exactly where sure, we know where we yeah. is. Yep. Took, uh, yep. we, we hunted out there we used before. to hunt out there. Well, yeah. I've got, uh, I just passed uh, seven deer and about 14 turkey on my property. Mm-hmm. I have 20 acres out here. Nice, Well, nice. I'm, I've got, chi- you know, some, some livestock, and I'm, I'm building a chicken mobile, egg mobile, to move my chickens around. Mm-hmm. And I've been listening to you guys about uh, standard feed and seed. So I, I drove into Jacksonville and walked in and was hunting for some hardware cloth to put on my 
chicken uh, eggmobile to keep the predators out. Right. Well, Frank assisted me there, and the staff is wonderful. That store's got everything. Let me tell you, Frank, uh, I, I needed a four-foot roll, a four-foot wide roll, and a three-foot wide roll. They had the three-foot, but they were out of the four-foot. Frank, on his day off on Monday, because I was in there on Saturday, on his day off on Monday, he drove into a supplier, picked up the four-foot roll, and drove it from Jacksonville all the way out to Welburn, Florida, delivered it to me, Wow! and went on to see his family in O'Brien, which is near here. It's, it's close to here. So i I got to give him a shout-out. I told him that uh, I would do that uh, today. I hope he's listening. But uh, <laughs> wonderful people. I mean, you know, great people. Uh, can't can't say enough about the service and everything that's everything you need is, is for your. They got everything, and here's the they thing: got everything. You're not going to get that service at a box store. No, no, yeah. you're not. It ain't it, happening. It ain't, it ain't happening. And with a smile, and you know, I'll go to my supplier and pick it up for you. I mean, you know, I, you know, I spent so I, I spent three or four hundred bucks there. It, it, that wasn't the point. The point is service, and that's the small business, and that's why. I, I try to uh, see all your sponsors. So awesome. I enjoy your show. I listen every Saturday, and uh, thanks for uh, having Standard Feed and Seed as one of your. Uh, thanks, Bob. Sponsors. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate that. Yep. Appreciate yep. that again. Standard Feed and Seed, uh, especially uh, think about food plots coming up. Uh, they've got all the seed yes. for your food plots, and uh, and more. I mean, holy cow! If you've got dogs, animals, chickens, cows, horses, ducks, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You always, name it. Always you name love it. the sign. The chicks are here. <laughs> chickens, yeah, you need chickens. Yeah. They got yeah. all at standard feed and seed. All right. Uh, let's take a break here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. And, folks, uh, don't forget, if you're looking for a short little getaway, Steenhatchee River Club, short little drive, and it feels oh so far away, Steenhatchee River Club. And you can go to the website by clicking on the link at the bottom of the homepage of OutdoorShow.com. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Look, if you're in the market for kayak, paddleboard, doesn't matter. Hagen Coastal Outfitters can handle it. Three different locations. And here's the thing. When you go in, talk about, Bob was just talking about customer service. Uh, you go into a Hagen Coastal Outfitter, you talk to Clay, you talk to Dennis, you talk to Ryan. You talk about serious customer service, they're going to give it to you at Hagen Coastal Outfitters. And inside Hagen Ace, multiple locations around Jacksonville. Easy to find. All right, here with uh, Mr. Brian Dufek, Shimano, and Brian. Everybody has, it seems like everybody has something new, and they put it on display at the at the ICAST show down in Orlando. What does Shimano have new that, uh, like, the average Joe is going to go, yeah, I've got to have that? Well, um, well, you know, we, we, we launched, you know, at ICAST, we launched five series of reels, some of them being, you know, remodels, if you will, kind of like an – you know, Ford Mustang, every couple of years, they got to change the front end and the spoiler. Right. So, you know, we do that kind of similar with, with our reels. About every five years, we kind of rehash and redesign. And, of course, as we invent the next new technology, we bleed that technology down into other families' reels. So, you know, probably the most exciting, you know, reels for, for me, you know, obviously we fish a lot of salt water down here in the southeast. We have some bass fishermen. Uh, our new Nasi, um $99 spinning reel. Spell that. N-A-S-C-I. Um, that's probably the one that I'm probably How do you pronounce excited. that? Nasi. Okay, because when I first heard it, I was like, 
it sounded like a Z. Yeah, no. But yeah. it's not Nasi, C. Not C. Like a like a S, an S. Yep. Okay. And you know, uh, you know, our, our full metal Hagane uh, gear X ship, which is a, our, our way of sealing a reel to keep mm-hmm. the water out. Um, you know, fluid drive, G free body. You know, the, all the right features, but at ninety nine bucks. That's a great price. And I'll tell you, you pick this thing up, and it it feels like a two hundred dollar reel. Mm-hmm. It looks like a two hundred dollar reel. It's yeah, um, and it's got a really nice handle on it. I yep, like that big. That's handle. what I love. I mean, that, that's kind of the one thing that over the last couple of years that you've mm-hmm. really kind of seen change with the with the spinning reels is the bigger handle. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a big plus. You know what's happened is everybody's gone from fishing, you know, eight pound, ten pound mono to fishing twenty and thirty pound braid. Right? Yeah. So they're putting a lot more pressure on these uh, smaller reels, and so you know we've had to we've had to up the game to make sure that the gearing, the the frames, the handles, all of that's going to hold up to that additional pressure that people are putting on. I mean, not, I use a lot of those reels like that for, for bottom fishing now. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Saragossa I mean, because, that we've got, yeah, the I mean, 10,000 is awesome for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean put, I've caught a lot put, of big snapper with that thing. Yeah, 50-pound braid on it. You, dude, you well, with, you're good. With the Nasi, does – and two questions. One, Shimano for years has had like a numbering system to give you an idea. Yeah, size wise. As far as the size wise, yep, yep. Does that still apply? Yes. Yeah, so this this model will come as small as a five hundred, which is a little tiny reel. Like yeah, for that's micro panfish, or or unless you're Leon Dana, that's his redfish reel. Yeah, I know. He, you know, Leon will fish redfish with that little five hundred. Yeah. But um, you know, for me, I'm I'm a three thousand size guy. Love I've got some twenty five hundreds. You know, those are kind of the main two sizes for mm-hmm. inshore here. Mm-hmm. If you're a jetty guy, like you know, Kirk spends a lot of time out there at the rocks. You know, I'd say look at a four thousand, right? Maybe even a five. You know, um, I usually set mine up based on the line size that I'm going to use. So right. my twenty five hundreds have like eight pound braid. Wow, three thousands have ten or fifteen. If I'm going to fish 20 or 30, I'll go to a four, four or five. Thousand. You know, I got you. And typically those bigger reels are going to be on longer rods, seven foot sixes, a little heavier. They got a little more meat behind them. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but, you know, for inshore or even your freshwater applications, that would be the one I'm most excited about. Yeah, the, one, the other question that I had, because we've all kind of made that transition to or from monofilament to braid, for a long time we'd always have to put your monofilament backing. Yes. Uh, because the spools were mm-hmm. deep and you just didn't need the depth for the braid. And then the other reason that you had the backing was because if you didn't put the backing on, then the braid would spin around the spool. Mm-hmm. Yes. It wouldn't have any bite. Yes. Are the manufacturers like Shimano, are they making spools that aren't as deep, that have spools that are made for braid and that they have something in the spool that doesn't allow the braid to spin to not have to put backing on or do we still put backing on? Um. It's kind of a personal choice. I mean, we do make like like we make a reel called an Exence, which is a higher end, super lightweight, what I call a finesse reel. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a super shallow spool, and it's designed for uh, you know drop shot finesse approach to fishing. It's super light in the hand. Mm. Um, it has a really shallow spool, and it's designed specifically for you know that pr- application, light mm-hmm. light monofilaments or not putting so much braid on there. Um, on the spinning reels, we, we've kind of left them kind of deep, mainly because, you know, like we, you know, catching redfish, you might only need, I don't know, 100 yards of line. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you go permit fishing down in the Keys, and you might, might say, well, I need 250 yards of that same mm-hmm. size line. Right. So um, so it's kind of hard, you know, to, to, to – it really is what your personal application is to what's, how you want to set it up. Um, 
you know, I always tell people braid lasts forever. I mean, I see people, you know, going into stores every year and, you know, oh my God, I got to replace my braid. Yeah, it's not like it used to be where it get yeah. real fluffy. It doesn't yeah. do that anymore. No, I mean, uh, you know, the Power Pro products that we make, I mean, I've got line on reels that's five years old. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, and people are like, well, how often do you change it? I'm like, I Brian, I got, Brian, I got I'll, line on reels that are 15 years old. Exactly. <laughs> Power yeah. Pro. Yeah, I, mean, until, I do. Until it gets like, until I break off or something where there's a significant reduction yeah. in the amount of line that's on that spool, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna change it. For so for the for the Nasi, that uh, price point ninety nine, the uh, the essence or essence. That's about a four hundred dollar. Four hundred dollar. Yeah, okay, so it's, a, it's a little a different, jump. totally different, you know, design and, but um, for for a long time, the Shimano stuff that we were we were buying and I still fish them mm-hmm. sustain. And Sumitre, yep. Yep. are those things still in the, the Shimano line? Yeah, actually, we just launched a new Sustain at ICAST, you know, the newest newest version. Um, and it's gorgeous, matte black. It's got this little tiny tinge of gold on the spool. Yeah, I like it's, it's, it's good-looking reel. I mean, I mean, when I saw the first prototype, you know, the prototype reels we see are cosmetically not beautiful. Right. You know, it's really does it function first mm-hmm. and then we try then then we worry about making it look pretty right um so when i first saw it it was just all black and had a little bit of silver on it you know but um in it, but anyway when i saw this and the finished product i was like that thing is beautiful yeah mm. kirk just pulled it up but that that's pretty what's the price point on that on the uh, sustain three, 300 okay so 299.99 mm-hmm. so but it's gorgeous and also you know those are you know just three there's four sizes in that a 2500 a 3 a 4 and a 5 I'm so happy that you guys came out with a three because you didn't always have the three. No, no. It used to be 25 <laughs> to four. So you go 25 right. to 35 or 25 right all the way to four. And you're like, it, man, we need something right in between there. Yeah, and, we, and we've even started doing what we call a C3000 in oh. some models. Which really? That is a compact body, so it's really a 2500 size body, mm-hmm. but with a 3000 size spool. So it's a compact three. <laughs> Interesting. So some reels you'll see it'll be you know uh, just a just a straight three thousand. Other reels you'll see a C three thousand. Yeah. Um, and the C means it's a compact body and gear case, but it has the line capacity of a three thousand size reel. And what is the ro- rotation of retrieve on a sustain? Um, it varies depending on the model. Some of them are. Um, let's see, this one here is the six to one or six two to one. Okay. So kind of quick, you know, but um. Because I know the Saragossa is forty two inches per turn. Yeah. Uh, so this one, yeah, which is crazy, it's awesome. Though. Yeah, I know. I mean, it really lets you honk down quick on something yep. if you're trying to get it up off the bottom or whatever. Yeah, and you also see at the end of our like in the in that family, Saragossa, mm-hmm. you'll see some reels will say you know, Saragossa five thousand SW saltwater, HG. That means high gear. Right. You'll see one that says XG. That's an extra high gear. Wow. And you'll see some reels where the last two letters are PG, and that means power gear. And you'll see that throughout all the Shimano fam- – not all the Shimano families. I didn't but, know that. But, uh-huh. um, okay. like, we make a Torium HG, mm-hmm. high gear, and that's your King Mackerel reel. Right. We make a Torium PG, which has a bigger handle, a little more, more drag, a little slower retrieve, and that's your snapper reel. Power What's the gear. PG stand for? Power gear. Power, power gear. gear. Okay, yeah. so we got high gear, power gear. High gear, power gear, and then XG is like extra high gear. I gotcha. So, um, some people look in the real case, and there's, man, you like, you know, why do you make 19 different versions of Corrado? Well, some of them are low speed, like for cranking a crankbait. Some mm-hmm. of them are high speed for fast retrieve. 
some of our power gear for you know this application. So, you know, we you look at the real case. Sometimes you're like, oh my god, it's overwhelming to the consumer at times. But every one of them is designed for a specific purpose. Now, what's this next Nexave? Nexave, yeah. Um, Nexave is a forty nine dollar kind of entry level spinning okay. reel. It's a good looking reel. I'll tell you what, you pick that thing up and you turn. If I just handed it to you and said turn the handle, you'd be like, man, this thing's got to be one hundred and thirty bucks. Mm-hmm. It feels fantastic. Mm. Looks great. Nice. Um, and uh, but you know, but at forty nine bucks, it's got a lot of features in it. You know, but it's um, obviously not as many bearings. Not quite. Doesn't right. have our micro module gear system. It has our standard Shimano gear system in it. So, mm-hmm. um, but it feels fantastic. I mean, a lot of people picking it up and go, "Man, went this thing's great." How much is this thing? Like eighty nine dollars, ninety nine dollars? I'm like, no, forty nine bucks. Good for a shark captain. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, well, and I mean, you know, there are a lot of really. people out there who don't spring for a lot of money for, yeah, for their kids. I'm, 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 I mean, yeah, if you got a I'm, ten or twelve year old kid, you're not going to go out and get him a three hundred dollar reel no. to start. No, no. So. Good entry level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that. And that's the key is you got to have some of those reels that you know. We we start reels as low as ninety nine nineteen dollars. Yeah, if know? you if you go on a charter with Kirk and Kirk kind of evaluates in the first thirty minutes, then he goes into his his rod locker and mm-hmm. after he looks at him, kind of checks him out and he says, "Well, yeah, that person right there, he ain't touching my good stuff." <laughs> and he's <laughs> definitely not touching my seven hundred dollar yeah. clippers. Well, so let, me, let me break yeah, out my, right. uh, here's my the, Jeep Here's stuff the deal, and it's always true. My boat, I always have one of my rods in the boat, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and I have seven or eight that are my favorite rods, and they get in the boat, and people always go, "Oh, I really like that," and I go, "You can't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Because that's mine, and you're not touching it. All the rest of these really are really high quality tip. rods and reels." Use those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Let's do. Uh, look, if uh, if you're looking to improve your little piece of waterfront heaven, C&H Marine Construction can handle it for you. They do docks, bulkheads, boat houses, boat lifts, even the maintenance on the boat lift. Don't forget about that if you currently have a boat house. They handle everything at C&H Marine Construction and been doing it for a very long time. And trust me, I've used them many times, and I can vouch for their work. It's impeccable. If you'd like to join us here this morning, 904-641-1010, right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Coastal Equipment on New Kings Road and in McClenny, your home for Kubota, Gravely zero-turn mowers, hot seat pressure washers. By the way, I had an internet just... Before we get started here back on the uh, Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show, how many sets of lawnmower blades do you go through? I really uh, don't. In, in I don't either. Really? Never. I've, I've had my Gravely now, I don't know, five or six years at least. And you ain't changed the blades yet? No. Nope. You're poor. Have you had it sharpened? Huh? No. Have you had it? No. No. I'm a favor. I don't do anything to mine either. No. Uh, the only thing that I've ever had go is, is uh, I suck something up in the blades uh-huh. and tore the belt up. Um, so I had, I had to, to get a new belt. I, I had to get a new belt. Man, I bet your blades look like crap. I, I mean, all I'm doing is mowing grass. I yeah. know. <laughs> I always make I mean, sure I go and pick the sticks up first enough for people yeah. that don't pick up the sticks. Yeah, I mean, I'll, yeah, that's going to dull the blade. But yeah, but sand naturally dulls the blades. No, I I I agree with that. But you're you, what you're mowing in Georgia is completely different than what I'm mowing in St. Augustine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, absolutely. You, you, yeah, my yard's got, a little you, postage stamp. But, I mean, yeah. even in Florida, the sand wears on your blades. Gosh, I don't get down to the sand. I mean, have you uh, looked at your blades? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, when, the, the, when, whenever, no. whenever we, um, no, yes, I have changed yes, the belt. By yes, I mean no. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. How many yeah. times have you looked at your blades? Never. Uh, twice. You change the belt once? Yeah. Kirk, I, lo- I love your transparency. Yeah. No. Why, 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 why do I need to change <laughs> my blades if my grass looks perfect? Yeah, as long as it's cutting, yeah, I yeah. guess. I guess. It looks good. I don't care. It's kind of interesting. I mean, you, got, you talk to guys that are down here in Florida and in Georgia, both. Yeah. And they'll change the blades on the mower. Every couple cuttings. Really? Oh, well, yeah. That's just silly. Now, and I, I'll pull mine off and I'll sharpen it. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're two, sharpening Two or three times a year because it, you know. My, when I say my, change them, I mean, what's what I mean yeah. by either taking them yeah. off or sharpening them. I mean, I'd have to take my board to tire outlet and put it on the lift to, to change my <laughs> blades. What do you got? Oh. I got that Gravely Zero Turn. Why would you have to take it to a, and put it on a lift? <laughs> Dude, that thing's heavy. How, yeah. how the hell are you gonna? It's a monster. You lay on the ground, dude. And put you, your hand you under can't, the deck. Not not one, not with mine. Ain't no way. The There's, first time I, I saw do it with mine, why can't you do it with yours? How do you get your? So so my 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 blade. It only goes that box only on the bottom only goes up about that high. Well, about, how, do you, how are you getting your arm underneath? You just that's about put, eight. Put it underneath, by the way. and you have a wrench, and then you take like a, a two by eight. Okay, a piece me, of block of wood. How, how you, many times yeah, have you changed your blades? I changed my blades at probably like every three or four cuttings up in Georgia. Mm. That's to, crazy. Or sharpen them. Yeah. Okay. The sand just wears out yeah. the sharpness of, See, a, of a Jeff just blade. needs something to do. I, no, yeah, no, no, really. Trust me, I wouldn't do it because I'm just telling you, when when you got a little bahia grass mixed in. Bahia's terrible. I mean, bahia, you need yeah. like a sword. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. A samurai sword. <laughs> that's a weed. <laughs> that's, Dude, a, that's a weed uh, grass. I mean, it really is. I, I use the bush hog up in Georgia. I mean, I have to. Exactly. Yeah. I, I have to. I mean, there's, uh, there's re- no reason way. I mean, look, if you need blades and all that kind of stuff, coastal equipment yeah. has all that stuff. I mean, we got <laughs> oh, custom, that's where we well, were. We got way off, off target there. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, if you need blades, coastal equipment handle it. I mean, yeah. they got blades and everything. So I'm trying to, but the reason I say that, I'm trying a new blade out. Oh. oh. And it's called a copperhead. And go see how that works, and okay. then, and, then uh, and if that one doesn't work, I'm I'm going to go to the next one. I'm I'm doing I'm doing like a little. There's probably a lot of yard guys out there going, dude. You know, they sitting there going, you got to buy this because they probably have oh, a yeah. name of one. But anyway, uh, Mike is calling in. He's got a Shimano question for Mr. Brian Dufek, who is in studio with us today from Shimano. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. Good morning. First off, I just want to say I, I just. Switched out all my kingfish reels to the Torium 30 HD. Yeah. Those are sweet reels. I'm telling you what, the drag on those is just fantastic. But my my question is, I've got one left, and it's the old Shimano Talus Kingfish series. Yes. But those have been discontinued. Actually, What's similar to that? Well, the, the, those are the, the Talus Kingfish rod is still in the lineup. Oh, um, it is. Yeah, we're, we will be. We, you know, we, we launched a rod this year called the Talus PX, which is mm-hmm. um, a, has a lot of the same actions as Talus, but the blank construction is different, which makes the rod considerably lighter in your hand. Um, okay. So that was, you know, we went to a, a High Power X blank, which is a little different construction. It's got a little more uh, graphite in it, where the, the original Talus was mostly glass. Yep. Um, so it's much lighter in the hand, so it feels a little better. It's a little lighter for you to, you know, when you're fighting your fish. Um, and it's going to take us another season before we completely phase, we, we get done going through the whole series. We did the spinning and what we call ring-guided rods this year, and mm-hmm. then next year we'll work on the stand-ups and some of the other talus rods. Uh, we'll, so, we'll, we'll transfer that it, over. So if I go on the Shimano website, I, I can find that Kingfish series? Yeah. Uh, yes. 
If you can, you okay. can find it there. Um, I know Mr. Workman over at Strike Zone. I know he had some more on order. I will have to check and see if they've arrived yet because I know we were we you know it was our fault. We were a little behind getting that container delivered to the U.S. So, um, but I know he had wow. another fifty pieces. I think on order. I don't know if he's got them or not. I I'll be honest with you, I have to go by the store and check. No, I'll, that's where I got my reel, so I'll check it out because I've I've been on a couple websites and actually saw where they said they were discontinued that's weird so i'm glad to hear that because those are fantastic rods yeah if you're trying to match up an existing set now if you have now let me ask you this the rods you have do they have like a little gold wrap toward, yeah, uh, yeah so, so that particular version has been discontinued but mm-hmm. we do still have the kingfish rod it just doesn't have that little gold wrap on the bottom those are beautiful rods. yeah 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 <laughs> so we kind of like we mentioned earlier in the show um you know, every couple, about every five years or whatever, we'll kind of remodel or, make, or give it a new cosmetic look or, mm-hmm. um, and change the blanks or the guide train, something like that, to kind of improve the product. So if you're trying to match one of those exactly cosmetically, you might have a difficult time. Yeah, that's all right. But, um, they, but they still do make the Talus Kingfish rod. Okay. And then if you – and then but while you are there, check out the Talus PX. Like you said, it's much lighter in the hand. There's a medium yeah. light in that series that I think would be a great Kingfish rod. PX, okay. Mm-hmm. I'll give that a shot. One more question. I'm sure you've been asked this before. That the one knock on Shimano, and I've got all Shimano. That's all I ever use. But on my spinning reels, the, the roller guide gets that sandpaper sound, and it just bugs the crap out of me. I get them serviced. It'll last a while, and then it'll creep back in. Yep. Is there any, anything I can do? You know, I've heard don't store your rods vertically until they dry because the water drips down the line onto the, the roller guide or whatever. Is there a lubricant or something I can do to avoid that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it's a very simple um, component of the reel. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a line roller bearing. And we've gone back and forth, you know, we internally, and this is an industry thing. I mean, whether it be, you know, our brand, our competitor brands, that's the one piece on the reel that gets constantly exposed to water. Your your, your line brings water over the top of it. And, of course, salt. Um, you know, rinse it off really good. I take a little toothbrush every now and then and a little white vinegar and just dip it, dip a toothbrush in the vinegar and kind of scrub that line roller. Uh, okay. let, let that dry. The vinegar cuts salt. Huh. Um, and, uh, believe it or not, if you buy like some of the salt removing products that are out there, it's got vinegar in it. If you smell it, it smells a lot like vinegar, huh. except, <laughs> except a gallon of wow. white vinegar is like a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's a dollar store. <laughs> yeah. So. So I use a little vinegar on there, let that dry, and then put you a little drop of oil on there from time to time. Um, you can always take the, you know, gently take the screw out of the, um, out of the line roller assembly, and mm-hmm. you can see the bearing in there. Um, you know, when I service mine, I'll pull the bearing out. I drop it in a little glass full of, uh, like three in one oil. I keep on my workbench, and I'll kind of, okay. and I'll kind of shake them around in there, and. And let them soak in that oil a little bit, and then I'll I'll wipe them off with a with a clean rag, and I'll put them back in the reel, um, and that keeps them running pretty good. I'm sure I'm, Kirk does that all the time. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've seen I've, I've seen him at the workbench. Because <laughs> I've, I've thought about upgrading. You know, they have those and they're orange, those ceramic bearings you can buy. It's a, yes, you know, a second. You know, I don't I don't know who makes them, but if I'd rather not replace the bearing. So I'm telling you, you talk about gently take that screw off. If you're not gently. <laughs> Uh-huh. Your little line guide will spring and boom, it'll shoot across the garage. Well, um, it so, shouldn't. 
If okay. you just if you're just undoing where the roller bearing itself is. Yeah, there's a little yep. like yep. a little metal nipple in there holds yeah. that spring yep. on there. It shouldn't pop off of there. All right, boys, we yep. got to take a break. Yep, we do. Thank yep. you, Mike. Yep. Thank you. Uh, we hey, come hey. back. We're going to talk to Greg and Marshall. And just one quick thing here: if you're going to use okay uh, vinegar for cleaning, you have to be. You don't want to slop vinegar on there. No, no, no. And the reason I say that vinegar will eat up metal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is like if you take a, a thing of vinegar and you pour it in a in a mm-hmm. tin foil pan it will eat right through it so you got to be careful with make sure you're not slopping it on there you know and then storing your rod for a month and it's got a whole bunch of vinegar on it because it it will eat up some metal components Mm -hmm. just a little warning there hey and by the way i did not make the captain kirk mistake this week which Um, is which is i went to tire outlet they got my oil changed. Ah, <laughs> smart man. <laughs> because they do they, they do more than just tires at Tire Outlet. So I called Danny. I said, are you in today? And he goes, yeah. So this week I went up there and saw Danny and got my oil changed, got my tires rotated. Make sure the rib truck was close by. Yeah, our sponsor and <laughs> advertisers, it's no joke. I mean, I just got a text. From, I mean, we, we use them. Absolutely. Uh, our friends, yeah. Gordon just sent me a picture, and he's pulling in literally to standard feed and seed to buy garden seed. <laughs> See? And look, that's how it works. Exactly. Ironic. People use it. So anyway, 904-641-1010 to join us here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. And when we come back, Greg's got a Shimano question. Marshall wants to talk about blade sharpening. We He's going to give me an education mm-hmm. right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. We're going to get to Greg and Marshall in just one second. First, we're going to knock out a Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week. And Ring Power in a Cat Rental Store has equipment to handle any job, from uh, bulldozers and excavators all the way down to light towers and generators. You name it, they've got it at Ring Power in a Cat Rental Store. Go to ringpower.com to learn more. Kevin, this weekend, canceled the Kingfish Tournament yep. because of a Northeaster. Yep. A Northeaster does some funny things does, to the fish. Yeah, you, some of the best fishing I've ever seen is the latter part of July, beginning of August. If we get this, this low pressure, yeah. it's off the coast right now, and it turns that wind to northeast. I don't know what it is about northeast wind that makes mullet start moving around, but it does. And and they'll, oh, yeah. they, you know, yeah. again, a mullet doesn't know if it's August or September or what. All he knows is that something affects their brain to go to the inlet. <laughs> And it, it will be on fire this weekend. It, it, all of them, whether Fernandina, Mayport, just be careful. It is blowing northeast at, at 15 to 20, so those inlets could get a little skunky. But, I mean, it, 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 most people aren't going to go offshore this weekend because it's going to be rough. Right. But man, if you can make it around those inlets, it's it, it could be epic this time saw, of year. I saw Steve Mullen last year when we had that little blow yep. during the summer. Yep. Troll pogies in the inlet. Up there near Huguenot Park, catching kingfish. I don't doubt it. Absolutely. At the base of the rocks. Yeah. Yep. I mean, nothing big. Yeah. But I mean, that doesn't you know, 15 me. pound fish, I was impressed. Yeah. I, was like, I mean, oh, I, look I, at that. You, you know, because the, the deepest point right there in St. Augustine, I mean, it's, it's 50, 55 feet. Right. You know, I, I, I promise you, I mean, I've seen kingfish in there. I've had one scow on my mullet when I was tarpon, tarpon fishing, fishing one yeah. day, you know. But, you know, this is, this is, a, it's, it's always cool. You know, a lot of times people, Brian, they're like, Damn, it's gonna be blowing northeast, maybe raining, and and I, I'm not gonna go out today. If you're a fisherman, oh yeah, I mean, and especially like in September when you get I, I, the worse the weather, the better it is. Well, and I'll, and I'll give you one little quick tip: go buy you a couple man stretch 25s and stretch 30s and troll on the edge of the channel, mm-hmm. absolutely inside the jetties. Yeah, 
I'm not going to tell you what you're going to catch, <laughs> but I'm just going to tell you, you'll be busy. You'll catch something. Oh, yep. you will catch giant redfish, tarpon, oh. weed them. Oh, yep. yeah. Big jacks. Jacks. I mean, so it, and it's easy fishing. Yeah. At your ring three power. of them out there and go to town. Cat tip of the week, go to ringpower.com to learn more. All right, let's roll to the phone lines. Greg's got a Shimano question. Good morning, Greg. Hey, good morning, guys. How y'all doing? Good morning, Greg. Good, good. Hey, uh, I got a question about the uh, Shimano bait runners. I, I was a big uh, big user of bait runners when I lived in New Jersey for blue fishing and uh, trolling for uh, stripers. Uh, and I got a, I, 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 uh, I got one that's a probably a classic knot, the, the bait runner 1500. I used to use bass fishing with uh, live shiners. Yeah. Uh, y'all still, y- you remember that 1500? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Do they still make uh, those uh, those reels? I got a 3500 and a 4500 uh, uh, bait runner too, but uh, the 1500, I, I want to get another one of those. We don't currently make a 1500, and I wish we did. Um. Yeah. And I, that we discontinued the fifteen hundred many many years ago, and yeah, I, I don't know why. You know, I always thought you know that, like you said, for fishing for shiners or here in the intercoastal, mm-hmm. where you're putting a mullet underneath a cork, or it's the perfect reel. Um, yeah. And why we got away from it, I don't know. Um, that was actually before I joined the company, so I'll have to ask around and find out what the deal is with that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks, man. Y'all got a good show out there. Thanks, Greg. Hey, Greg, we appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Greg. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Take it easy. All right, uh, Marshall's going to hopefully give me a little bit of an education. Okay. Let's go talk to Marshall. Good morning, Marshall. Morning, gentlemen. Morning. morning. Uh, just wanted to let you know I'm an owner-operator of a pest control company here in Jacksonville. Um, so it is extremely important to have a sharp blade for the reason being is when you go and mow your lawn – you want it to actually cut, not tear. Because when it does tear, it starts stressing out the grass. And when you start stressing out the grass, one, you shorten its lifespan, but you also make it very vulnerable to insects like chinch bugs, sod webworms. And then in raising seasons, stress out grass because it's producing nitrogen to try and fix the damage. It also gets heavy brown patch fungus or gray leaf spots. You know, so I did not know all that. Really important. Huh. I see what I mean? I was telling you. <laughs> well, no, I just yeah, I, I, I say that because I I didn't know the exact science of it, but I just right. knew that a dull blade is a bad thing for a yard on top of it just doesn't look as good. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad you've called in Marshall and explained some of that because I mean, it doesn't take a lot of effort to have like maybe two sets of blades for your mower or and to like swap them out. I mean, it doesn't it's well, not very I, hard. Thank God that I don't have y'all's lawn because if you're cutting it with a dull blade, then you're making my life very difficult. <laughs> but hey, I hope you gentlemen have a great afternoon. Thanks, Thanks buddy. Thank show. you, Marshall. Thanks, Marshall. Yeah, things you didn't know. No, yeah, it, it, it makes it, it makes always, perfect sense. Always, yeah, yeah. You know, Stresses and, the grass out. And the other thing I found too is you know guys that use a not knock, not knocking any landscape crews out there, but when you know you got somebody coming to mow your grass, uh-huh. you know for you, well they're mowing. Billy, Ten Bob, other Billy places Bob's that lawn day. down the street that's got a bunch of weeds in it, mm-hmm. and then he comes to your house and all those seeds just fell in your yard. Oh yeah, and so so it's careful to not drag that stuff into your lawn. By the way, we got uh, we got quite a few comments on our Facebook page about the LV hires gear tip number two, mm-hmm. which was the Danco Premio Owl pliers. Uh-huh. Uh, 
I guess the people couldn't – maybe they weren't tuned into the show and didn't hear the sarcasm in our voices. <laughs> <laughs> what in God's green earth are you boys drinking this morning? That's exactly. <laughs> $699 plus, you guys must be high. What the what? Negative Ghost Rider, LOL. I mean, come on, guys. Come on. Okay. Anyway. What's just, the matter with paying $699 for this? Ain't doing I, that. I, I don't understand. That's we got a, a bunch of, of cheap listeners. Is that it? That Want substandard equipment? Coin. You know, I, I think there's always, and, and this is true, I think, even with Shimano products. I think there's always, there's a value you always try to achieve. And, and everybody's value spot, well, you know, I think, is different. Yeah. My father-in-law, his famous saying, Kate's dad. Cheapest ain't always best, mm-hmm. and sometimes you got to look beyond that. And I and I and, and that's that's true. Well, I ain't paying six hundred ninety nine dollars for no, a pair no, of no, no, hey, but hey, I have hey, a limit. Hey, hey, real quick, real quick, I'm gonna say this right now. When somebody convinced a whole bunch of people to buy a fifty dollar five gallon bucket, they'll sell the crap out of these pliers. <laughs> That's true. I'm just saying. Yeah, you can get get a bucket for fifty for a dollar. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But there are a lot of people who pay fifty dollars for a Yeti bucket. Oh yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. So I'm just saying. Yeah, I've I've there is no doubt. I I have two, two what Yeti Yeti buckets? buckets. Do you really? Mm Mm-hmm. I have none. I don't have a Yeti bucket. Yeah, I got got two. I've got a Yeti cooler, but but mine were mine were compliments of. Old some, school. Yeah, somebody gave them to you. Yeah. Oh, you paid for it. <laughs> oh, you paid for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You paid for it. No, 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 no question. The, yeah. the one, I bought a used Yeti from Leon one time. He had one he wanted to get rid of, mm-hmm. and I can tell you this, I wouldn't do it again. I mean, nothing against Leon. Yeah. It's just that they're so heavy. Yeah, yeah exactly. The cooler? Yeah. I'm telling you what, though. I, I have Engel coolers, and I have Yeti coolers, and I'm here to tell you, my Yeti coolers hold ice a lot longer. I have the coolest five-gallon bucket. I have one, and I have no idea where I got it. I have one that has a handle on the bottom. On the bottom? On the bottom. Bucket Innovations. Yeah. Them. Really? Yeah. It's going to be called it's Bucket a, Yeah, so, you, so when you lift the bucket up, yeah. you, you grab the handle on the bottom. Yeah, and you can dump it out. And you can dump it out. And it's, huh. got, it's got a rope handle. My, yeah, know. it's got a rope handle. And, well, and, and then How a, old is it? Uh, two or three years old. Okay. Strikedone did that a couple of yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's, no, it's I, a great I, idea. White bucket though. with a little handle on the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I do. I do them for the uh, Big Rock Blue Marlin tournament every year. Bucket Innovations. We buy a couple pallets of them, so everybody. <laughs> well, that that's the captain's bag for the tournament. Yeah, yeah. And I do it in conjunction with EJW tackle, so it says Shimano on one side, EJW tackle on the other, and uh, it's eat. cool. It's a cool. I bucket. got a garage full of them. If you want, yeah, if you want one. Yeah, <laughs> I know a guy. You always use a bucket. Uh, buckets. I mean, do you ever have enough buckets? No. You know, my <laughs> you know, the thing I always have with, with, with my business is that people get to the boat ramp and they go, man, I don't have anything to put that fish in. And I go, hold on a second. I yeah, got to walk over the truck, get them a bucket. Mm, fill nice. it up with ice, put their fish in there. Here's your takeout bucket. You know, <laughs> Takeout <laughs> bucket. Take All right, let's bucket. take a break. All right, let's do. I know 4-641-1010. When we come back, uh, we might do a uh, Kirby Co. cooking tip of the week. We're going to talk tackle and, and I more. I got a cool fishing story. And a cool fishing yeah, story from Kevin right after this right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. If you're in the market for a new car, there's a couple places to go, and that's Nimnick Chevrolet on Castet Avenue and Nimnick Buick GMC on Phillips Highway. It's the home of the best price guarantee. Nimnick will meet or beat any written offer that you bring to them. Always remember, Nimnick treats you right and has for 
80 years now and uh, continue, we'll continue to do it for a very long time because they always treat the customer first. All right, uh, let's go to the phone lines. Let's bring up Mike. He's got a Shimano question for Mr. Brian Dufek from Shimano sitting in with us today. Good morning, Mike. Hey, good morning. Um, I do have a question. I grew up on the Gulf Coast uh, fishing piers and uh, always fished a Pen 706. And what that is, that's a bailless spinning reel. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I moved over here and hardly anyone throws them. Um, and Penn quit making them for a little while. And then the van stalls kind of took over and all that. And um, I'm wondering, I have a box full of Mitchell 302s that I've converted over to Bayless. And I also have a bunch of Penn 706s. Is Penn going to keep making the 706s? You mean Shimano? Uh, well, I don't know the pen's going to keep making them. Um, I know they made a limited run a few years ago of those. Mm-hmm. And the only place they sell is from Panama City to Fort Walton Beach. No kidding. I'm not surprised. Because yeah. everywhere else in the world has come into the 21st century. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's going a while. I'm not knocking you. No, I mean, I, and I totally understand why that bailist is so popular over there. Because you know, you how, get, how does a bailist reel work? You you, you, know, you I, have to feed the line around the little yeah you spool? just have to, yeah you get used to it okay. after it, it, it's really not complicated and um and I, I just I actually I just pulled a picture up I didn't know they made one yeah the, the the water over there in the Gulf Coast is so clear right and you'll have 50, 60 guys lined up on the pier all of them using bailiff spinning reels That's and you're basically neat. looking for a cobia a tarpon you know you can see them coming right. and somebody yells first cast and he gets first cast first guy sees it and. And once that jig hits the water, and then it's fair game, <laughs> you know, and, bombs away. And the idea behind it is it's it's quick. You know, you can cast quicker. It's um, so there's a there's a purpose for it. You know, here our water. You know, you could sit on the end of the pier and look down in that water. Yeah, never see anything. You never see anything. Yeah. So that's interesting. Have you ever seen one, Kirk? I haven't. No. I've never seen one either. I've never. Seen I just one. I just pulled it up. And, I'll be uh, doggone. Yeah, they're it's actually. Shimano doesn't have any of those. Yeah, Tackle Direct is no. selling them for. 200, 200 bucks. Yeah. 199.95. Wow. Have you ever seen one of them, Kevin? I have. I've never seen one. Yep, That's interesting, though. Yep. That's interesting. I, I have. I've, hmm. I've, I've seen that. And here, here's the thing as far as bales go, how many of you guys, of the four of us, when you cast with a spinning reel, how many of us just turn the reel handle to get the bale to come over, or do you grab the bale and pull it over? I always manually close. Always manually close. Me it. too. Manually. We always. always. I, as a matter of fact, I ask for my my charters to do the same. To, to, to do the same. I do the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I stop and go through a little right ninety second so dissertation on how to do it. Between having manually pulling a bale over versus having a baleless reel, it's, it's kind of kind of along the same line. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. It's you know, I always equate it. You know, when when. My grandfather first gave me a, a, a reel to fish with. It was a, it was not a spinning reel. It was a conventional reel. Mm-hmm. So I was the weirdo that I learned how to fish with a bait, bait casting reel before yep. I ever held a spinning reel. I, yeah, I, me too. I, I did too. My me my, too. Gra- my yep. grandmother used a spinning reel. Right. And so my grandfather was like, "No, that's your grandma. Your grandma uses that. So you, you <laughs> the men use this yeah. kind of thing." And and um, so long story short, you know, I I love using a bait caster. Mm-hmm. I prefer it. Mm-hmm. 
you know, but obviously, you know, today's spinning reels. Not me. I love a spinning reel. Today's spinning reels are so good. They're so good. Yeah, I they're, so good. I mean, they're so much and, better. And, but it is funny, you know, growing up fishing with my grandparents, um, there was a there was a spinning reel in the corner. We never threw spinning reels, ever. Yeah. We, I mean, now, he threw a lot of 808s, you know. What's an 808? Zepco. Zepco. Okay. You know, a lot yeah, of. Giant. Yeah. Yeah, big. I mean, that's that's what we used, and we trout fish. That's all we did. We threw. Okay, so re- real quick, when when I was at ICAST, and I can't remember exactly where I saw this, but there was like a picture of a bunch of old reels, kind of through the years, and maybe it was one of the displays that somebody had, and you had you know your level wines, bait mm-hmm. casters, spin reels, and then there was the old picture of the reel that uh, it was like a like a line spool that sat flat up against. The reel. So, in other words, if if my arm is the reel, you had this circle thing that was attached to the reel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so and it, it's probably it help me. It's try like a to, spool. It was like a spool, and you and then, and there was a handle it's on the spool. Basically, like a direct drive reel. It was a direct had, drive reel. I mean, when were those things around? Oh, those and the did they have of, a drag system? Those are the days of no, Zane Gray when they used gloves. No, they? A right. lot of times they, they actually used to make these little leather things that you put right. in your thumb. Yep. And uh, mm-hmm. so you 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 basically, your thumb was the drag. Yeah. You had a little leather thing you pulled, <laughs> like a leather glove kind of contraption that you put on your thumb, and, and you basically cupped the reel. You know, so, you know, you just put your hand on it, and that yeah. was your drag. Yeah, and what I'm trying to explain, but if you could imagine just a fishing pole, and then if you took a spool of fluorocarbon and just laid it flat, yep, okay, against your rod, that's kind of what the reel looked like, mm-hmm. and it had a little knob for turning the reel to 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 wind the line in. And I was just like, man, I, of course, I, I'm not that old. I, and so I was sitting there thinking when I looked at, it, I said, Kirk probably fished with them. Well, we saw them. <laughs> I remember as kids, so we would yeah, very funny. We would use Zane, you know, we would read Zane Gray novels, you know, which were very popular in those days because. They epitomized traveling all over the world and fishing in just obscure, remote areas. And some of his books, if you read some of his early books, Jeff, I'll bring you one of those books in. I'd love to have it. And, and it is a I great a reel. I mean, it talks about going back into 20s well, listen, in bamboo rods. Let's go talk to Craig before we take a break. Morning, Craig. Hey, good morning, Cadmus. This is uh, Craig Van Brocklin. And hope y'all are doing good. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. But I have a question. I'm an inshore guy, and um, I want to try king fishing. And I I use a uh, Quantum 4000 series reel for dolphin. Would that be big enough for a kingfish? What size do you, you fish in braid, Craig? Um, I, yeah, I got 30 pound braid on it. Yeah, if you got a couple hundred but, yards on there, go to town. Sure. Okay. That was my next question. Is it best to use braid or mono or kingfish? Well, mo- mo- mono is a better choice because you, you, those hooks are so small, those little tiny treble hooks. Yeah. And they provide some stretch. You know, the mono has some elasticity. So, you know, when the fish surges or, you know, takes a long run, that it, it protects you from bending that hook. You know, you fish a lot of plugs and lures. You know those little treble hooks that we're talking about. Right. Um, yeah, I've had plenty of them in my knee and, and elbow too. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you know, my- but, you know, it, it, the one thing that we always tell we we try to explain to people when we're king fishing, it's a total finesse game. This is not we'll tighten the drag down, you know, and and so with finesse comes like Ryan was talking about, um, 
you you need some stretch. You know, with with when a braid when a kingfish hits, you know, and and takes off. I mean, it's a it's a screaming run. You you, you need something to you know because you're using tiny hooks and stuff like that. So those baits are swimming right. correctly. So yeah, and that, and by the way, that's that's the only thing I have mono on now. Or yeah, my, me too. My, my, my kingfish, uh, kingfish. same way. Yeah. Yep, yep, same way for me too. Okay. Not only that, too, you'll have a tendency, especially if you're if you're. Uh, I'm I'm not saying just necessarily a novice, but somebody that's not real good with a with a kingfish rod. A lot of times when they're pulling in line, they don't see that it comes in soft or not tight to the spool. Mm-hmm. If you do that right. with braid and you're not aware of that, and you feed it out the next time you're trying to, to get a strike, you can get a backlash or you can get it to bind up, and that that causes issues too. Yep. Okay. So a thirty pound braid wouldn't be too heavy for it. No, but I would recommend I would I would tie on like a at least a twenty five foot section of like fifteen or twenty pound mono on the end, and exactly. that'll give you some of that elasticity right. between okay, you and so the Okay, so it doesn't have to be fluoro. It could be mono. Oh, you can, you can use fluoro. Fluoro sure. be better or mono. Yeah, fluoro is always use, better. Yeah, I just use smoke colored uh, mono. I'd use fluoro. Okay, e- either way. I mean mono. Yeah. Mine is a lot cheaper. Yeah, mine is a lot cheaper. Yep. Yeah, but if, I mean, if you're trying to catch the best, I mean, most of your tournament guys, what are you going to choose? No, four I, carbon I, or mine? I, I use four carbon. Absolutely. I use four. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I use four for all my leaders in the shore. Yep. For yeah, sure. You're, you're, yeah, don't be, don't, hey, hey, Jay Craig, be, cheaper ain't yeah. always best. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'm just acting like Kirk. That's right. And Craig, and we, listen, we got a great pliers recommendation for you. Yep, <laughs> we do. Yep. Six hundred dollars, okay. Craig. Yep. Thanks, Craig. Thank you. Work on your <laughs> can work on your lawnmower blades with it. Uh, all right. I, I'm gonna start. Say, I'm gonna start saving up for the pliers. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Craig. I, thanks, buddy. All right. Thanks. Have all a good day, guys. Real quick, before we take a break, Brian, we got a question from uh, Ethan online. He said, uh, "Why?" Why did y'all stop making the older composite body Shimano Speedmaster? They were great for kingfish. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, generally, I'll, and I'll tell you the honest truth, we we slap wore the mold out, and to retool that mold costs about a quarter million dollars. Wow! Whoa! Whoa! Wow! And so, if if we were to relaunch that reel today, it would cost you in excess of two hundred dollars. Huh. In order to, you know, because, you know, the cost of retooling yeah. that mold today. So, um, so it, it, it kind of ran its course. And, uh, of course, we came out with the, with the Torium. T- the torium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so the TLD kind of replaces it. TLD is very similar to that, right? Yeah. And someday that TLD mold will go south. Kaputs, and yep. we'll, we'll be looking <laughs> at another transition in, in the real world. All right. And, uh, and real quick before we take a break, Jim Ansel uh, chimed in on the Bayless reels. And he said that surf fishermen use it uh, a bunch because it eliminates the bale from accidentally shutting and snapping off four ounces of weight. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Sure. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't, Very didn't true. know that. So great. Thank you for the, for the info, Jim. And if you'd like to join us this morning, 904-641-1010 right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Man, if you want to turn your man cave into a serious man cave, and I'm talking your garage or your back porch or whatever, an area that's got concrete shark coatings, I'm just telling you, you'll actually start to clean and stuff. <laughs> Get that in your garage. Instead of it being like a stack-all junk area, it will actually be an area that you actually care about. It becomes a room in your house. 
just because of the floor coating by Shark Coatings. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all over social media, you can click on their link on the homepage of OutdoorShow.com. Uh, real quick, before we go talk to Scotty Shake, uh, this week on our Facebook page, put a picture up. I was in a kayak last weekend, and from a distance, I thought I saw an alligator. And so I go closer to investigate it. And when I get close to it, a daggum gopher tortoise is swimming across the water. And uh, so I, out of curiosity, when I get home, what do you do? You GTS it, you know, Google that. And uh, I said, gopher tortoise swimming. And sure enough, there's a release that was put out by the Fish and Wildlife Commission, the FWC, because I guess there was people that were taking gopher tortoises and then releasing them into the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> thinking they were sea turtles. Oh, my gosh, the sea turtles. I didn't know stuck. they could swim. Well, the FWC came out in the release and said, look, gopher tortoises can't swim. Stop picking up the gopher tortoises and put them, and in, put the them in the water because they're not good swimmers. Well, this little joker was like Mark Spitz, man. Yeah, he was rocking, had a weight going and everything. And I was like, holy and, and he's cow. floating high. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh, it, it, it's a great picture. And when, I, when I first saw it this week, I was like, oh, wait, why the hell is he taking it? And then I went. That's a that's, that's a, a gopher, gopher tortoise. Yeah, like, that oh was my God. reaction yeah. when I got up there, and so and at first I'm like I was in disbelief. Yeah, and so I immediately send the picture out to a couple people and said, "Is this a gopher tortoise?" And they're like, "Absolutely!" And I'm like, "Holy cow! It was swimming like crazy." <laughs> so pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, the things that you see in nature are pretty cool. Yeah. I right, let's go to the phone lines and bring up Scotty Shake here on the Nimic Outdoor Show. <laughs> I knew I was going to get picked on, so get it over with. <laughs> Morning, Brian. How are you? I'm great, buddy. How about yourself? Great. Hey, I need to change my order to two bent butt 130. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Have you found some uh, fish that will need that type yes. of tackle? Yes. Yes. All you got to do, do is go catch a kingfish and put him out. Yep. No, hell, you're never going to catch a kingfish. You just got to, I mean, uh, no. Well, you, Kirk, it has gotten unbelievable. Um, it is so bad at nine mile now, Brian, that you literally troll nothing but prop wash bait. Your kingfish gear is totally locked down like your group fishing, and yeah. he's either coming or he's a going. Yeah. Because it has gotten so bad. And when I say bull sharks, I'm telling you, I don't know, 10 to 12 footers? Yeah. 8 to 12 footers? Yeah. And... We have learned that now we, the cobia fish, because we just drift with the damn bull sharks and just let the cobias come up to the boat and catch them because they're not messing with the cobia. They're just eating your kingfish. I went one for 12 on kingfish on Tuesday. Wow, oh boy. Yeah. Because of the sharks? Yeah. Yes. Golly, they're that really? bad, I, I Jeff. Mean, there's, there's no doubt in my mind, Jeff, that they have become in tuned with our motors. So yes. when, whenever... I mean, if if we had a camera, if if there was some way to film and, it, I guarantee you that those sharks are swimming with our boats, because yeah. as soon as we hook up, and it, then it's like, and you just it's see a big this swirl, big swirl, yeah, and it's like it's, it's over. done. I mean, yeah, they're you, thumping them hard too. Sometimes oh yeah. they're hitting them like a kingfish. Yeah, yeah. they're wow. hitting them so fast. And I mean, we're we're literally having to run what we would normally run a six-hour day or a seven-hour day and a four-hour day to just provide a little bit of action because it, it, it's sad. It truly is. These fish have taken over 
the entire nine mile ground. Um, and, I mean, you just can't fish them. Well, it's can you can you send a message? You could. No, you can't do that. We wish. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, start putting out baits to hook the sharks. Well, that's what I've been. I'm that's ordering what, two bed butt one thirties from Brian. I'm gonna I, send a message. I, I would. I would love to catch one of those sandbar sharks. They are. They are so cool looking. They are huge. I guess they're though, sandbars or bulls. I mean, yeah. a mixture of everything. But no, I mean, like yesterday. I mean, I, I caught five cobias, but it was they were all shorts. But we just drifted with the bull sharks. Yeah, yeah. yeah or we, the sandbars. Yeah, that Friday so snapper season. That so, Friday uh, snapper was, season, we saw a big old bull shark came by the by the boat, and we were all you know got our snapper rods, and they were like seven cobia on his back, and there was a couple nice ones, and you know yep. you got your snapper rod right. in your hand, you're like you're like. <laughs> Stick in the rod holder, grab a spinning rod. Yep. You know. So I, I was gonna tell tell these guys, Scott, that, that I was fishing on, on Monday, um and I was I was at Standish, you know, which there's a lot of rubble mm-hmm. on, on the bottom. Uh it's got a lot of barracudas on it. Um and yep. guy had a, a a big coot on, you know, twenty five, mm-hmm. thirty pounds, whatever. And he's fighting it and it's doing its thing, it's jumping and 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 he's, he wasn't a very good fisherman, but it de- look that doesn't matter. So, mm-hmm. You know. So anyway, all of a sudden, I, I'm watching him, and, and and I've got the boat out of gear, and I was like, "Damn, it's, uh, something's something's weird. Some, something has happened." Because he had the fish like right there, right, mm-hmm. and 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 he keeps he keeps reeling and, and reeling, and, and nothing's happening. I'm, I'm like, "Are you hung up on the bottom?" I'm like, "Kudos don't go to the bottom." Yeah. You know, you don't, the cooters don't go to structure. Well, anyway, I grabbed the rod from him, and sure enough, the damn thing was hung up on the bottom. I'm like, that is so weird. So I put the boat in reverse, got right over the top of it, and I could feel it moving. I'm going, what? They? So I just locked the drag down, and I pulled. All of a sudden, I, I got the fish, right? I'm like, well, this is crazy. So I, I, reeled, I reeled the fish up, and it's a cooter, about 25, 30 pounds, completely dead, completely scaled. Oh, yeah. Goliath grouper. Goliath grouper. Grab. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. There, I, I, yeah. there are a bunch of goliaths. Yes. I mean, you're a talking bunch. about a couple hundred pounds. Yeah, it's got. I mean, you're talking about a huge. I mean, a very big cuda, and it looked Ooh. just like a mullet. You know, yep. it was completely the, scared. It, 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 he was. He was. It, and I could feel him. Could feel him moving around down there. But I'm like, what is this? You know. And all of a sudden, I just it, it just came off the bottom. I'm like, mm. well, I still got the fish. He was. Dead or the hammer. Don't you know that Goliath sounder like going, what in the world mm. is going on here? Damn, so, that was my dinner. Who just pulled yeah. my dinner out of my yeah, mouth? Exactly. It was, it was crazy. It was Son crazy. of a gun. That's crazy. crazy. I, but, yeah, it's getting bad, though, fellas. I mean, and there's not a dang thing we can do about well, it. Well, most but. of the sharks you're talking about are on the wrecks. I mean, on the beach, are you seeing any of that? Mm. No. No. No, okay. but, I There's mean. Typical you black know, tips and spinners behind yeah. the shrimp boats. Yeah. Right, but not Which like, are great. That, that's great fun. Yeah. You know? But there's only so long, as Kevin can tell you, that you can troll on the beach with a charter before you get eyes staring at you. Gotcha. You know, and then your next hop was going to the party ground. Yeah. Well, we can't even go there because we can't even get one past that. You know, so you're back really getting no bites all day long. Yeah. I mean, in all sincerity, you're getting none. All right. Well, we appreciate it, you Scott. Know. We got to take buddy. a break, brother. Bye, boys. Have Thank you, ma'am. Right. See you, Scott. All right. We come back here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. We're going to do a Kirby Co. Builders Cooking Tip of the Week and uh, updated weather and an updated ties right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show.
Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. And now time for your Kirby Co. Builders Cooking Tip of the Week. Kirby Co. Builders, industry leader and proven provider of framing, drywall, interior, and exterior finishing on both commercial and residential products. Go to kirbycobuilders.com to take a look at some of the projects that they have done. Outstanding job. This week's tip comes from Captain Kirk. <laughs> Kirk is uh, going to take the weekend off. And instead of bellying up at the bar at one of the restaurants, he wants to get in front of the TV, watch a little Olympics. Okay, got the ceremonies and everything and yep. all kicking off this weekend. And uh, so why not support local by ordering food from some of our favorites? That's Angie Subs, Bearded Pig, and why not even Moe's Southwest Grill if you're in St. Augustine? Those burritos look fantastic. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah. That's your Kirby Co. Builders cooking tip of the week. That's a great, okay. that's a great idea. It is a good idea. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Updated Simple weather stupid. brought to you by the Bearded Pig, one of those companies mm-hmm. right there. Best barbecue in Jacksonville, two locations, one on Kings Avenue, which is right there in San Marco, and then the other one is at the beach right on A1A. And the weather forecast is a little bit windy this weekend. Northeast winds 15 to 20 knots, seas 3 to 5 feet throughout the weekend. And then Sunday night becoming east, and then Monday southeast at 10 knots. And it looks like it's going to be pretty nice on Tuesday south winds, and then Wednesday south winds as well. So Tuesday, Wednesday look like it's going to be pretty nice. That's your weather port brought to you each and every week uh, by the Bearded Pig. And then the Tides Port brought to you by Angie Subs, the best sub shop in Jacksonville. The Tides for Jack's Beach today at 2.59 p.m. It's a low tide. That's 0.73. And then tomorrow... At 9.43 a.m., that's a 4.96 high tide at Jacksonville Beach. Tide support brought to you each and every week by Angie Subs. And don't forget about the Grom at the beach because Angie's is closed on Sunday, but the Grom is still open. It's open on Sunday. And you can get the hammered pig sandwich there, and they do have the same amazing French fries at the Grom as they do at Angie Subs. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, a couple things. Uh, one, there was a couple things being released out of Mayport this week, and they are essentially drones mm-hmm. that were released on the water. There's a company named Sail Drone Explorers, and they launched these things from Fort George Island and uh, kind of in conjunction with the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. They're trying to release a bunch of these things. And I think I don't know exactly what the number is eventually going to be, but guy, right now they got five out. The guy told Steve they would have a hundred out total at some time. Yeah, at some point. They they started this in December of 2020, and they're called global drifters. And, and, and you, I think sometimes you may confuse people by saying drone. This isn't something that's flying. Yeah, and the definition of a drone is something that is unmanned. Okay, so an unmanned craft can be helicopter, plane, boat. Okay. And these are essentially like boats that Mm -hmm. are unmanned, that can be controlled via satellite communication and use wind and solar power to power these things to move them where they want them to be. And so they're deploying them in part on the Atlantic to try to get these things essentially to be like the storm chasers. Mm Mm-hmm. And to go and to be in the middle of a hurricane, they drop things like from the air in the hurricanes to study it, but they want to be able to study it from, from the, water. the water. Yeah, that's that's wild. Yeah, and obviously you don't want to do that with people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. the drones yeah. are 
had the well, it's like that movie Twister, where they had like, the, that thing. It was a Dorothy, and it had all the little cans in there. And they what they did is they tracked the the drift of the storm and the intensity and how quick it developed. And do they talk about speed? Jeff, I mean, well, how, no. how fast? No, it, they it, don't. It, I mean, I, with with a wind and electric, I mean, you're so at the very best, you're talking about having an electric motor on it, and then uh, wind aided. Yeah, you know. So I mean, look, I mean, how fast can a sailboat? I mean, not like I mean, the professional sailboats roll. Well, yeah, I know, I know what you're saying. But I mean, yeah. this thing here is not built like a professional and, and sailboat. They, so they launched those out of out of Mayport this week. Yeah, they Kurt? towed two of them out. The and, two of the ocean drones got towed out. Do you know how far they went? They went five miles. And just let them go. And then just cut them loose. Yeah, if you go to saildrone.com, that's the company that okay. makes them. It's pretty cool because they actually say these things now have uh, multi-beam sonar on them. So like the Seymour mapping stuff. Yeah. So oh, these, no things way. Will, these things can drive around and while they're out there, they're... They're, 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 they're mapping the bottom. the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, that yeah cool. I'm reading about it. Yeah, I just I just pulled it up. I was like, check this. So thing it's like out. it's going to be like the Google Maps of the sea. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. So, so are, do they provide updated weather? Oh the yeah. Real time. Yeah. Sea surface real time weather. Oh, yeah. That's their goal. The okay. one thing they they actually mentioned in here is that they're not sure of the ability to communicate with this drone while it's in the middle of a hurricane, but okay. they are hoping. That uh, that it can be real time. Okay, you're designed to, is, to withstand 100 mile an hour winds. Okay, is that something that's open to the public? Uh, no, I mean, uh, I don't you know think what I'm so. saying. I mean, it, it, I think it, eventually the the information it would will be really be cool, released. like like us tracking the sharks, and right? Stuff I don't, like that. I, yeah, yeah, I don't think so. Okay, yeah, I don't I don't think that's going to be available like that. But it would be cool. If it, it would be if cool it was. Yeah. if you could track them. Yeah, find out what the seas are like. Yeah, that's what the condition. Uh, yeah, it would be very yeah, cool. Yeah. I mean, and they actually have the ability to check uh, ocean features, uh, fish, larvae, oil spills, marine debris, um, a multitude of different things that it can do. I think it's really temperature of the water. Oh, it's, it's, it's way interesting. We, we need to see if we can if we can acquire somebody to yeah, join I know us some on the show. That, I know if, I got a friend of mine that works for for Noah. I'll call him and ask. He's him got a guy. If he's got a guy, he's got yeah. a guy. Yeah. You got a guy. Anybody got a guy? <laughs> I, got a guy. <laughs> I got two guys because that, that kind of stuff like interests the hell out of me. Oh, I, mean, so I, I think I'd it's way to, cool. By, by the way, we had a guy today, and thank you, Brian, for for sitting in with us yeah. and, and sharing My your pleasure, experience guys. with the iCast and and information about Shimano and everything else. That uh, big help. Anytime, man. Anytime. And uh, that's I mean, that's a cool show, and and uh, you know, there's some other products that that I have some information on it. Maybe in the next couple of weeks we can share some Tara ended up taking a lot of the literature with her. And so, uh, at some point, get some of that literature back. We can talk. Yeah, about You got the, the number one item, with but the I mean, pliers, you know. the, the, the pliers, <laughs> yeah. but seriously, the, uh, the tool that the boaters tool, uh-huh. uh, I'll, we'll get some information out on that shortly. And then also there was a rod rack system that I found and you guys are all going to love it. And I, I'm just telling you right now, Kirk, do you still yeah, have the piranha one? board? Yep. It's called a piranha rod rack. Piranha board, rod rack, wall mount system. And, and here's the thing. This piranha rod rack, and we this might end up being our Kirby Co. Builders, or, or excuse me, the LV Hires Gear Tip of the Week next week because they have, you can store rods against a wall with it, mm-hmm. but then also up in the ceiling. There's a couple different ways to do it. And it's one of the most simple Yet awesome ways oh, I, I of having a rod rack. Yeah, it's cheap too. It's not very expensive. No, it's yeah. very inexpensive. Okay. I mean, so I would, next week we'll do yeah, this. Yeah, share that for sure. But, but if, if any, in the meantime, if anyone wants to check it out, Piranha Rod Rack system. Yep. But uh, 
Thank you, uh, Brian, again for yeah, sitting thanks, in with Brian. us. And hey, my pleasure, guys. And then we'll have more info going forward as usual. Yeah. So, but that rod rack system, I was like, man, that that right there is. Why didn't I think of that? You always huh. say that, uh, like the bucket <laughs> for the five gallon lid. Yeah. You know, if you got yeah. a patent on uh, that, uh, the bucket with a handle. Totally. Yeah, yeah, bucket with a yeah. handle. Yeah. Oh yeah, so, and yeah. a cushion. Yeah. And a cushion. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> Logs as usual. The Nimnik Outdoor Show is brought to you by some fine sponsors. Bitter Pig, Ring Power and a Cat Rental Store, Stack M Storage, Claude Nolan Cadillac, Thick Pen Heating and Cooling, Coastal Equipment on New Kings Road, Anna McClenny, Travis, TS Home Renovations, Consignment Boat Sales, LV Hires, Inc., Hagen Coastal Outfitters and Hagen Ace Hardware, Shark Coatings, Atlantic Coast Marine, CNH Marine Construction, Nimnik Family of Dealerships, Chevrolet on Cassett, Buick and GMZ on Phillips Highway, Tire Outlet, Kirby Co. Builders, Inc., Whalen Bay Marine, Shimano, Strike Zone, Angie Subs, Steenhatchee River Club, and Mo Southwest Grill. <laughs> you okay? I got it all in there. <laughs> you did. Folks, remember, anything you do in the outdoors, always think safety first. Y'all have a great weekend. See you. See you. See you. See you. I got some-